Yo, what's going on everyone? It's Brian and Jim here with Drinking Beer and Play a Game and welcome to another episode of the Power Hour. Yes, hello everyone. Welcome to episode 112. Thank you for joining us. Sorry for the slightly later episode this week. Scheduling's been a bitch and it's been entirely me and Brian's fault because we have a guest and he's been kind enough to put up with our bullcrap for the past <laughs> couple days of trying to get this going. But you will know him, if you've been around for a while, especially on Twitter, you know him as a couple names, either Burn Retinas or Colonel Fancy. We just know him as Mike, and he's here with us tonight. Mike, how you doing, man? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. If it, if, it, if it helps anything with the lateness, I run on colored people's time, so this is early for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, we really appreciate it. I hated telling Jim day in, day out. I was like, fuck, I'm late again. Like, something else happened. I was just like, man, he's just going to be like, I'm out. Like you, you know, you guys, you guys are too disorganized. But uh, now we we truly appreciate it, bud. Uh, no problem. It's an unprofessional ship here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean he's he, he's tangentially from the fighting game community. He's used to putting up with bullshit. So. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, the fighting. All, game all those well-adjusted boys. But yeah. <laughs> so for anyone out there who doesn't know, so Mike over here, he runs a YouTube channel as well, known as Burn Retinas. You might have actually. Heard his name come up before on this podcast, thanks to his Patreon questions. He's not just here because he paid us. And also, we've used some of his articles before on GameFixShow.com. So, all of his links will be below so you can find out all of his different content. So, I mean, I've been following the guy forever. Like, I'm a fan of his work. I mean, he even had a nice little trolley. I'm, I'm going to say it's probably your fault that Papyrum finally came out. I'm going to say he saw your video because you're the only person... <laughs> You're the only person for seven years who talked about the goddamn game. And he probably went, oh, yeah, I should probably finish that. You know what's messed up about that is that I, that's, that's like my highest viewed original piece of content is me dumping on that game. Uh, and that's like the closest I've ever come to like shit posting. I'll like sit there and I'll like edit a video together. Like my history of Double Dragon video, I think it's just now over like 300 videos. Took me three months to make that video. It's got 300 videos. I make a seven-minute video making fun of this game that I'm pretty sure is going to be vaporware, and then like a half a year later, it's out. Now I've got to eat a bunch of crow. <laughs> I, I hate. You know what, Jim and I've talked about many times. It's the ones you never suspect or expect. Like you just, it almost when you do something like that, and then that's the thing that gets you your views. You're like, shit. Should I just do more of those? It's it's a interesting little proposition, but no. As Jim said, you know, GameFix, I've been reading your articles too, and I was going to ask, do you run that alone, or do you do that with other people? I was actually hired on about two years ago um, as a contributor. Um, Dave Spano and, Ver and Verlaine Snell started the channel probably about maybe four or five years ago, um, and it's kind of a local thing here in, like, Cleveland, like the small upcoming podcast, uh, and one of their uh well, one of their producers james uh who i met on facebook probably about five or six years ago uh when i first got on social media um he noticed that i had a lot of like game trivia and game knowledge uh and i used to write articles on my uh, sister-in-law's blog uh like somewhere in the midst of nowhere so it's like a wordpress wordpress mm -hmm. blog and that's where I kind of started cutting my teeth, just writing opinion pieces. Uh, and in in one of the game Facebook groups, uh, James asked me if I wanted to write for Game Fix, probably in like early 2019 or so. So 
they brought me on board and I wrote like an opinion piece, which I think was like, oh wait, Konami could like rehab themselves in like the public eye. Because <laughs> that was like the same thing Capcom did, because there was like a time there was like a time period in like the uh early twenty tens where people wanted Capcom's head on a pike. And mm-hmm. then they re released a couple of Mega Man games. They watch Mighty Number no. Nine fall on its face. Uh, and then suddenly they're back in everyone's good graces. And I wrote a piece about that, about how Konami could do the same thing by either committing to like some remasters or some original work. Because, yeah, everyone's mad at them for fine Hideo Kojima. But <laughs> any company can weasel their way back in the people's hearts. Uh, and I, I wrote that piece. And then I've been writing there ever since. Um, and one of the one of the main things that I contribute was writing the retro reboot articles. Uh, it's where I take a game and I'll like write a couple of paragraphs about it every week. Um, I tried to do it in the style of Sean Baby because he's like one of my original influences for like writing game reviews. Nowhere near as good, uh, but yeah, that's that's uh, pretty much where I've uh, uh, got that started. Nice. And, yeah, I uh, I love yeah I love the Konami thing, but it's funny as you said, any game company can weasel their way back in. Jim and I have been saying for how long has uh, Nintendo been kind of shit posting on their fans and just keep on releasing first party titles just when people are about to break, and they keep everyone years. around exactly. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that the N sixty four in a lot of ways was like considered like a troll thing for for for, for like a lot of fans who were upset that they didn't. Uh, partner up with Sony and make a CD-based console, and the N64 has like a couple of hits on it. Uh, but yeah, people have been like, "Yep, yeah, that, that 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 was when like a lot of people had bowed out of Nintendo." My my wife is one of the people that was like, "Yeah, after the N64, I stopped caring." Like, I don't think she owned a GameCube until probably like 2007. That's that sounds like one smart woman right there. <laughs> way, way, way smarter than I am. Here I am spending seventy-seven dollars on like Crow City of Angels on the Sega Saturn. <laughs> I hope that is worth That's that. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> now, but uh, Mike, Ooh. so to what? Damn it, Jim! How do you try to hide a burp into the mic? <laughs> no, I went because I. Oh, said, I thought you were burping. <laughs> no, no. So no, uh, no, when I do have a burp, I will hide it directly into the mic, just for you, Brian. <laughs> Um, you drinking anything with us tonight, Mike? Uh, yes. For the show, I brought a Mike's Harder Black mm. Cherry Lemonade. Uh, this mm. is the first time I've had this flavor, actually. So what what percentage is that? Because I've only had the, the like Mike's Hard. Uh, this is eight percent. Holy shit! Nice. Yeah. Damn. How's it probably taste? Probably the heaviest. Probably the heaviest thing I've drank in about a decade. <laughs> Yeah, if you're not a beer drinker, are you uh do you drink any liquor or anything else or you just stay um, away? Every now and then I'll mess with like a lager or so. Okay. Um, uh one of one of the favorite things I've drank and I haven't been able to find it. It was like, it was like a it was a honey flavored mead uh that I uh, had with a buddy a bunch of years ago and he said to don't drink this heavily, like sip it every now and then or it will kill you. Uh <laughs> And I, I believe it was like maybe eight or nine percent proof, um, and I, I thought it was really tasty. And we <laughs> we were kind of like lightly hammered that night. And we watched like Superman Returns like eight times. <laughs> <laughs> then you must have been really hammered. You ain't lightly hammered watching that eight times. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> right. It's wholesome. <laughs> 
meads. Honey, yeah, I, I'm a big mead fan, so yeah, there's a lot of good meads out there. If you ever decide to dip your toe back in, definitely hit me up and I can give you some good suggestions. Duly noted. No, but that's awesome. Um, Chambers, what about you? I'm glad to see you uh, You seem to not be drinking an IPA. No, I'm keeping with the theme of no IPA May. Check the description. Someone please enter the goddamn giveaway. All you gotta do, you know what? Mike, even you, we're gonna have you just send a picture of you drinking or that what you're drinking and just hashtag it. It's funny. How many people we know that, that still are drinking everything but IPAs? It's like, just use the hashtag. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> do it! So I do gotta say, the Hop Nation USA guys, they're doing good about uh, joining in that with us. So Nice. But now, what, what you got? I know, I know Steve's been ready to get away from the old uh, IPAs and have an excuse. Oh. I had the Party Like Sasquatch, Bigfoot Porter. Comes in at 5.1% ABV, 40 IBUs, so it's, it's pretty damn drinkable. Ah, nothing. Nothing good to say, though. No writings, but cool little <laughs> little Sasquatch on there. Interesting. So, Where is it from? It's a good question. It's pretty good. Um, <laughs> Jim, you have a lot of cans, I feel like, recently that have that, like, 70s yellow, tan, brown, like, shade going on. Yeah, like I was that, just about to say, the artwork puts me in mind of, like, Chopper Command on the 20th Yeah, century. yeah, like, that, that, that color scheme good right there, that, those lines, I'm like, man, they... I feel like that's like the second or third. Was this from that box you get? Yep. Hmm. Sure is. Uh, let's see. Uh, Yakima, Washington. Yakima? Hmm. Yakima? Hop Capital Brewing Company. I can't read. You know I can't read her words. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking leave me alone. Nice. What's well, English? I went out yesterday because we were going to do it, and I was my only nerd contribution to Star Wars shit was going to be I found the beer called Lime Saber. And... It's uh, basically just an American lager with limes. So it's the craft version of basically Bud Lime. or you know, It's from Moss Mill Brewing Company. So, Jim, have you actually been there? Yeah, I've been there a couple times. Okay, yeah. 4.4%. Um, All right, on the weaker side. Not that good. <laughs> it's, I mean, I don't know what else to say. Now, uh, now is it just a lack of flavor or a bad flavor? Um, a little bit of a little bit. It it tastes like a lager that's they might have squeezed like the uh, the like pre like juice lime like you know the little green thing you buy at the supermarket when you need lime juice. Yeah, lime juice. It tastes like somebody. Damn it, Jim! It tastes like somebody just squeezed a little bit of that in there. It's uh, it goes down easy as you can tell. I'm almost done already, but yeah, the flavor's not there, and, and I've never seen a lager. And it's tough to see, but there's a lot of sediment for a lager. I'm used to seeing that shit with ales and sours. I, I don't know what the hell they're doing that they got this, but yeah, we've heard about Moss Mill. That's all I'll say. <laughs> we've heard things. Yeah, yeah I've, I've been there. That's always been the place where like, it's I go we go bar hopping around here, and it's like, oh, okay, we'll hit Moss Mill for a little bit, and then we're only there for like a half hour, and we're like, yeah, we can go somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the inside, the inside's not really impressive. They stepped up their game with the outside gamery, but that's about it. Yeah, but since today is Cinco de Mayo, since we're so, since you know we had to push it, um, I'm gonna drink. I think you brought them over, Jim. The Corona Lights. Did I? I think you brought them over a while ago because I didn't buy them, and you're the only person I could think. Um, um, oh, I might have been emptying the... Yeah, they, those might be old as shit. So they're going to taste right. really terrible. So, yeah, I'm sticking with my no IPA May, but unfortunately I'm going through very bad lagers right now. So 
I had much better beers just posted on Instagram, and I didn't save them for this because, uh, yeah, my whole week's been fucked up. Because <laughs> Brian knows how to plan out. Yeah. All right, so, Mike, uh, what you been playing this past week? Any any fun games? Anything that's really pissing you off trying to beat? I started to dabble in Pac-Man 99. Okay. Um, uh, like, later last week. Uh, highest I ranked so far has been like number six or so. Nice. Uh, game's pretty intense. I I uh, I dig the way it plays. Uh, then my nephew got on, played it three times. He got ranked number four. <laughs> oh, I thought like, no. away. <laughs> like he's a prodigy, and like people were roasting me on Twitter. Like, oh, okay, cool. Um, but yeah, pa- Pac Man ninety nine probably one of the closest things to like Battle Royale. I'll probably constantly play. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Bayland Wonderworld. Uh, playing that to see if it got any better after the first couple of levels, because y- you can see the promise in the game. If only, like, they narrowed down the costumes to probably around eight and, like, balanced them around that, I think you'd have a really solid platformer. I don't think it's the worst thing that's ever made. It's probably embarrassingly... Uh, I'd say it's, it's, it's overthought out. If 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 you're if you're going to try and compensate like eighty different uh, costumes with abilities, I think they probably should have taken a look at like how Kid Chameleon tried to iron out its its uh, powers and abilities. Mm-hmm. And like even in that game, there's probably some like throwaway outfits without any real practical use. They're just kind of fun to get. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's it it, it 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 has a very plateauing appeal. Uh, not it's it's something you have to will yourself to keep playing. It's not overly hard, not overly easy. It's just it's it, it's like a game. It, it it feels completely unfinished. So I uh, got bored with that and then started playing a bit of a Castlevania collection. And... <laughs> nice. So so with that game, does it feel like they might have sacrificed like putting in more fun gameplay mechanics for just what like a cloned or like a a veiled replayability with all those costumes? Yeah, that's that's exactly what it felt like they were going for. Like when even when mapping out the buttons, you go to the menu screen to find out what your buttons do, and all the face buttons is like jump, attack, jump, attack. Okay, what do the shoulder buttons do? Jump, attack, L uh, L and R bumpers, switch your costumes, and and when 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 I read one of the interviews about how they were they were trying to go for this game, they wanted to make it as approachable for like a younger audience. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is is that there's nothing substantive about the way that it plays you'll you'll like use an ability uh like you you, you'll you'll get like this wolf costume where you jump and you turn into a tornado and you can hit enemies with that that's like okay that's like a basic practical use and then you'll get like a plant costume that stretches the character like five or six feet and you can grab gems and it's like okay uh but like you can't jump yeah, so so it's like probably you can use it twice in the game, and you're like, oh, that's really useful. Yeah, yeah. and it's it, it's just it's just not it's just not constructive, and it's a game that demands absolutely nothing of you. Uh, and don't you just love it how if you get hit one time, you not only you just lose the costume straight up, yeah, you get it again. Like, it doesn't even go back to your inventory; it's gone forever. Although I, I think that the keys like respawn behind you, and you can run and grab one, but. You're yeah, often just like, nah, fuck it, I'll just keep going. <laughs> nice. And so, so, so have you gotten like much further past like the first level going through that again? Like, 
because I, I assume you played a demo, right? And you were just like, all right, maybe I'll still give it a chance. Yeah, uh, I, I got past that, and it 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 picks up a little bit, just not not much. Enough. Like yeah. it, it, it it almost kind of stays the same. It, it's 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 like playing Super Lucky's Tale if nothing was designed to ever kill you or harm you. Um, <laughs> eh, well, it's, it's like super easy. I, I I I think it's a little bit better than like Yoshi's Crafted World or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, so. But going back, though, you said for Pac-Man 99, that was like the first uh, Battle Royale. Did you do Tetris 99 at all? I actually downloaded Tetris 99 immediately after playing that one. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, and yeah. then I got into that one, and that one's really hardcore. Um, I think the highest I've gotten on that one is like maybe 34. Uh, but those those are really intense. And I'm interested now to see what other games they're going to make. Uh, with that uh, 99 Battle Royale style. Like, maybe they'll bring in, like, Dig Dug or Joust. Joust would be a hell of a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I mean, we saw they they did it with Super Mario. So, in theory, like, you could kind of... If they do it in that style, I guess you could run it almost with any old NES game. It's just, yeah, which ones are going to really pay off dividends in terms of giving you an intense thing? Like, the puzzle games. I want to see... Uh, Shake, rattle, and roll. I want to see that. Because <laughs> oh, nice? <laughs> everyone's going to be eliminated right away, except for that one asshole that knows everything pixel perfect and just runs the whole thing. Right? <laughs> Dry Marble Madness 99. Jim, I'd smoke you. <laughs> Probably would. Jim, Super wait. Dodgeball 99 with the flickering. Jim, you've gotten first in Tetris. No, I still fucking haven't. <laughs> But Jim, you were talking shit on that for how long? <laughs> I still love the game, but I just can't win. The goddamn Japanese will not just let me have it. They're too good. They play with too much honor. Jim, but then, then how come I've won so many times? I just I don't Because get it. of bullshit. <laughs> how can it possibly be bullshit? Your typical bullshit. There is no way there's not some kind of shenanigans. Jim, going if on. I if I want to go to some stupid NA only server with a bunch of kids with like, you know, the IQ of mayonnaise or some shit like that. Jim, Jim which, if it was is, one time I might give you I might give you a little bit of credence to that. But as many times as I've won now, come on. Brian's playing with a bunch of people. I like the books. No, no, good job, Brian. Good win. Jim, were you one of those people? Maybe. You like snap them vertically. You, you, you play the game like one in the afternoon. You get Japanese guys and you're just like, oh, fuck. They're like, I'm nah. not playing today. <laughs> Jim. And I start the game and I'm dead. Great. Wonderful. <laughs> All right, Jim. Well, speaking of games, what have, what have you been playing this week? I actually haven't been playing a shitload. Um, I was playing a lot of Battle Axe for the review I did. I'm actually still just kind of messing with that to try and, like, finish a run-through of it. Because, like, you don't get continues, you just get three lives and that's it. Mm. So, I get to the last level, I haven't beaten the last level yet. And it's only four fucking levels, but <laughs> it still does enough that, like, it still throws enough at you where it can be a little tough. So Nice. Still working on that. But, uh, besides that, yeah, not too much. Been Been busy boy. No, you haven't. Come on. I'm a busy boy. No, you're not. <laughs> um, I do still want to get around to Pac-Man 99, though. I haven't dumped into that yet. Yeah, I'm definitely going to download that and try it out. Jim, we should have a contest. Who can get in first first? <sighs> see, see, you know, we could play against each other, too. Let's see what happens. <laughs> if there's a way to do it, yeah. 
Yeah, uh, that boosts your rankings. I actually haven't figured out if the rankings applies to any matchmaking or not. So, I have no idea, because, yeah, like, there are people who just get obsessed with those games. Yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I'm, given Nintendo servers, I would say they don't have the sophistication to do skill-based matchmaking. They can't even figure out messaging, so I don't think they're doing anything that crazy. That's one of the reasons why I ditched Splatoon. Like, I'm, I'm like a level 14 in Splatoon. I'll log the game on, and I'm matched up against, like, a bunch of 87s. It's yeah, like, you're, you're like, oh, this is real fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I'm boned. Yeah. I, uh... <laughs> Yeah, last week I finally finished off when I was uh, streaming that Stubbs the Zombie. And Jim, did you say you were going to get that or you did get that? I'm going to get it eventually. All right. And Mike, did you ever play that before? I wanted to. I did, I did not get a chance to get around to that one. So that is, it's funny. Like, it's such a simple, I would equate it to like almost like a Lemmings or a whatever where you straight up, you're just making your little army there's uh like puzzles if you want to call them it but it's just the humor the way it's written and it's just goofy it's like one of those games like like crazy taxi you kind of just turn your brain off and you're like this is just goofy fun and i'm just enjoying myself listening to soundtracks listening to this um so yeah i beat that and then i'm gearing up because next week comes resident evil village and i did something i never do which is i didn't do the demo I want to just be completely shocked by it. Like I want to go into it fresh. And Jim, I can already assume you're not you're not going to get it brand new. No. <laughs> but what about you, Mike? Are you a Resident Evil fan? Yes, uh, long time fan of the game. I was I was a little iffy at first with a uh, seven from the different perspective and the changing of a of the uh, lore or kind mm -hmm. of a soft reset of it. Then I looked at how much of the action game that it was turning into, and it's like, where do you go with the story from there? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm Donnie, mommy. <laughs> That's where you go. <laughs> exactly. There's just there's so many people I talk to on Facebook that are sick of the Dami mommy, and it's like <sighs> I'm intrigued by it. I, God, I'm sure you are. <laughs> As am I. I'm just I I hate that like that game that game I love seven and like you I was the same at first I was like ah shit they're going first person like what are they gonna do but luckily they brought that back to horror roots. And I feel like with 8, like, I was like, cool, it's continuing, but it's also now veering off, I guess it's vampires, werewolves, and who knows what else. I'm fine with it, as long as it's horror-related. But that the whole game is always going to be overshadowed by this goddamn, as Jim keeps saying, Dami Mommy. I don't even know her name. I know her name is, like, Lady D or whatever. Um, Dametresu? Something, something like, like that. that, yeah. But I'm just like... There, it's so unfortunate that game will always just be dominated by that thought. Like, regardless if it's a good game or not, like, that's the attention here on out. Like, no one's going to care about anything else. And it's like, uh. <laughs> Look, Brian, they listened to the people. They obviously said, you know, seven's good, but what is it missing? And they said, an absolute dump truck of an ass. So you just had to throw <laughs> that in there. <laughs> well, Jim, you pointed out, and I think you're right. I think they... They didn't, when they made her, I don't think they intended it. Like, they fully comprehended how big it would get. And once it <laughs> caught on, they've bought, they've, like, they're doing such, like, 
thirst trap shit they're like oh like she just wants to step on your throat or like whatever those articles or things they throw out there i'm like you know what you're doing with these goddamn quotes and what you're She's saying with nine. the screen yeah. cap of her sucking on his arm sucking the blood out of his arm <laughs> oh yes that gift they keep doing of that mm. where you're like what's what what are you doing there <laughs> i say thank god for japan for still letting us have a little fun with these games <laughs> yeah. it'll be very interesting but yeah i will gladly that'll be my one my one of two brand new games i'm gonna get so next week that's where all my time is gonna go and uh, I'll, I'll probably stream it but i'm super excited i can't wait to play that right just remember to keep the camera above your waist Tim, <laughs> <laughs> what if the camera starts moving because of what's going on below my waist yeah well you know things happen <laughs> dsp cool. survived you i'm sure you can <laughs> <laughs> wait well jim can i do what the new thing in twitch now is those hot tub parties can i just do that as i'm playing hey gotta get a view somehow <laughs> <laughs> so you can't take off your shirt but you can do hot tub parties yeah exactly <laughs> I, I love that that was the uh the loophole it's like okay you can't be in a bikini on twitch unless you're at a pool and they go oh i'll just put the pool inside <laughs> works every time jim everyone finds loopholes <laughs> look they try to call them you know stupid godless trolls but they figure out these loopholes all right That's it. they're smarter than they look <laughs> or talk <laughs> yeah so uh so chambers what do we got from our awesome patreons patreon.com slash drink a beer and play a game where for as little as two dollars a month you can ask a question that will be answered on each and every one of these power hour podcasts so first one's a holdover from last week because G got his in late. But his question, what portable game system do you think needs more love the most? For me, I'd have to go with the Neo Geo Pocket Color. Cheers. Hmm. I will go with the Tiger Electronics. <clears throat> Just in general? All the, the I, one-off I, handhelds? I want, I want them as a complete... Since so many systems are doing terrible ideas... I want to see a return. I want to see modern games remade as Tiger Electronics. I want to see Resident Evil 4. I want to see Skyrim. I want to see it all as a goddamn Tiger Electronics. Just so kids can be disappointed and get their parents to spend stupid amounts of money like we did. <laughs> it is funny what do you call it. That like, they never either came out with like, I mean, it would be a weird compilation, but you know, people <laughs> fucking milk everything. I mean, they already re-released a couple of them, and, like, every goddamn toy brand from the early 90s and late 80s is re-releasing their toys, and adults are just buying them up. So I'm surprised they're not doing it more. Like, all the He-Man reboot toys and all the X-Men mm-hmm. toys from, like, back in the day that, like, oh, we have the molds, just do it again. And yeah. then fucking people our age are buying it up, so. Jim, you know damn well you would get another uh, 1942, or, no, what's the game that you have too many copies of? Which one? <laughs> River Fuck, Raid. The, or, river Raid. You know, if yeah. they came out with a River Raid for that, you would definitely get it. Oh, a minty in box one? Oh, hell yeah, I would. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> so that's my answer, and I'm sticking to it. How about you, Mike? <laughs> oh, man. I, my, uh, my, the answer that immediately popped in my head was the Neo Geo Color. Um, uh, that one was pretty great. I, I'm going to say probably the Atari Lynx. Like, I, I, I had that one very briefly. It was, it was, it was like a kid at school that had one. Um, and I thought it was actually a pretty neat device, Pre- pretty bulky and weird to hold. Um, but uh, I not, not not very ergonomically pleasing. Um, but I thought as a handheld, it was probably like maybe a a, a version of the Game Gear that was like hitting the head with a 
fire extinguisher and had a concussion. <laughs> yeah, I knew one kid with a lynx, and I remember being so jealous. Not, you know, I never really got to play. I, I like looked over his shoulder what he's playing. It looked cool, but yeah, never got to actually play one. So yeah, I yeah, guess. Like, yeah, that's a that's a good choice. I've never actually dicked around like at all with a lynx, or like yeah. emulated the games or anything. Jim, buy it, and then you can become obsessed and be the spokesman for Lynxes. Is, is. No, fuck <laughs> that. The last thing I need is something else to collect for. You still need your Vectrex. I do still need a goddamn Vectrex. All right, someone make a portable Vectrex, and I'll buy that. <laughs> that's what that's what a Tiger Electronic is, Jim. Come on. Bry, how <laughs> dare you? <laughs> like, flipping the coin to whether or not I wanted to invest in either a ZX Spectrum or a Virtual Boy. I'm trying to think of which, what, how, how could I set fire to my money? in the most efficient <laughs> manner possible. What more unplayable thing do I want to put all my money into? <laughs> well, I mean, at least with, like, the uh, the Spectrum, like, all the games are still dirt cheap because, you know, stupid brick crap, no one cares. But <laughs> the Virtual Boy, it's got the Nintendo name on it, so you're spending some big cash there. How yeah. many games are on the Virtual Boy? 32? 33? Something like that? Okay. Yeah, that's... I feel like that would ultimately let you down the most. That'd be one of those. It'd be like cool to have, be like I have a Virtual Boy, but yeah, yeah. you'd probably regret that the most. <laughs> like go and buy hundred and seventy dollars for a copy of like Super Jack Bros just to say that I played it. Like, yeah, first, yeah, right. <laughs> or what do you call it? Fucking people like that unreleased, later finished, released ROM of Street Fighter Two that that mm-hmm. guy made and like made ports for. It. Like copies for that go for like four hundred bucks on Good goddamn boy. eBay. And I know it had like some like little time to release, blah blah blah. But I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, people! But damn completionists, they got a problem. But yeah, I mean, I guess for my handheld, I'd probably say the Game Gear, just because I still don't think it ever really truly got its due. Like, it was a solid handheld; it just chewed up batteries in ten minutes. Uh-huh. But the games on it were cool. Backlit screen, nice little uh, color, good sound. Basically, a portable Master System. How can you go wrong? Except for how they went wrong. <laughs> Except for Sega did Sega. <laughs> Look, I, I was just, I was always, like, one day in sixth grade, a kid brought in his game gear with the TV tuner, and I just saw that, and I was like, this is the future, right there. <laughs> and I was always jealous of it since, so, needs us to do, damn it. You ever had a chance to mess with a Sega Nomad? That's, like, one that I've never seen no. I know, Yeah, I've never even seen that in person. I saw, I think I saw it in a store, like, once. Like, I've seen that in a store once. I've seen, like, uh... The, the uh, Turbo Express in a store one time, and like even out of the box, they wanted like five hundred bucks for it. I was like, no, but uh, Jesus Christ, yeah, yeah, I know. Just Damn, and, sell off half your collection and just get it. Fuck <laughs> that. <laughs> Natural gamer. You're just a right, goddamn. Girl. My collection's worth way more than five hundred dollars. How dare you? <laughs> Until that market crashes on it, like you thought you were gonna be super rich off the. Uh, the PS3 games, and then they're like, just kidding. And then a week later, oh, you, you, you guys, we'll put them all back up there. Jim's like that guy who bought AMC late. But guys, what? Aren't we still doing this? I did buy AMC late. He's sitting there clutching his copy of Puppeteer. No! Yeah. No, I it's copy of Puppeteer again. Still. Oh, uh, my God. Okay. Oh, oh. AMC peaked in 1920. I got in at 18. I'm good. <laughs> okay, Doge will fall back down. I think I know what I'm talking about. Doge will fall back down to under a penny, and then I'll strike. <laughs> Jim! 
That's right, drink it up. No, I'm drinking. I'm drinking a lot of copium right now. <sighs> no, but great question, G. I, uh, yeah, the handheld scene is one like I, I've, I've had little interest in, but I've never been able to like commit to anything. Like I, I have too many other consoles. Even like I feel like it's its own world. Oh yeah, for sure. Like if it wasn't for like me getting into doing the Yokoi Kid stuff, like. I've I was never a handheld gamer except for my uh, like Pro 400 gaming system thing, which one day I'll make a video on that thing. But because my parents didn't want to buy me a Game Boy, this comes with 400 games. Why would you need something else? <laughs> yeah, Jim, come on. The only the only parents in the world who listen to goddamn the QVC ad. <laughs> Jim, don't, don't be bitter, Jim. <laughs> oh, I'm a bitter, bitter boy. <laughs> Uh, no, great question. Next up from Eric Lewacki. The best and worst fighting game from the 1990s. Oh, Jesus. Worst is going to be a super tough question. Well, I mean... You and I played through every Super NES and Genesis fighting game. Yeah, we never wound up making the videos on them, but we did play through them We all. played through them, and I feel like... I'm sure there's has to be worse ones between the N64 and the PlayStation, but since I, my knowledge is really with those two, I mean, I'd go worst game, of course, Pit Fighter for the Super NES. That's got to be the worst fighting game. It's for, up there. For best, um, for me, as a kid in the 90s, it was MK Trilogy. Just the control, the sound, the look, the amount of characters, the amount of additional fate, like each... Each character themselves had two or three fatalities, then a babality, then a friendship. It was like the most replayable game ever. And the look was as close to arcade as you could get without getting a Neo Geo. So for me, that was my like golden standard. Mike? Worst fighting game. I, I mean, Pit, Pit Fighter is very low on my bar. I can kick that game until it's just a pile of dust. Uh, <laughs> like, somewhere between that. Because like, I, I, I would always hear it's like, you know, Shaq Fu's the worst ever. Like, I, 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 don't, no. I don't think Shaq Fu's the worst ever. It's but not. I, I think it was a good idea put in the hands of the wrong studio. Uh, but, like, somewhere between, like, Pit Fighter, Rise of the Robots, and Brutal Paws of Fury uh, are, like, the... <laughs> Dirt worse. Uh, there is Killing Zone on the PlayStation One. It's 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 a god awful 3D fighting game with like no balance at all, like hmm. at all. You will you, you can you can air juggle or you can get air juggled and die in like one infinite combo. Uh, that that one's just like the the uh, dirt the, the uh, dirt worst on the PlayStation. I would, but yeah, Pit Fighter easy it's, it's it's easily the worst you just mash buttons and hope something happens i never thought that i would play a game that makes karate champ looks like it has nuance dude just... you ain't kidding i i uh, and yeah we saw we've seen people try to defend karate champ that game sucks but it's <laughs> a different level uh, as, as far as best um it's, it's it's probably just me being like an old head uh <sighs> it's probably like virtual fighter 2 um virtual fighter 2 is like uh, the the fighting game that I started to study and actually practiced every time I went to an arcade every week to get good at. Uh, even even did a couple of like small tournaments um, in in like Aladdin's Castle. Uh, I I kind of placed relatively moderate because nobody else played 
Virtual Fighter, and by the time Tekken Tekken Three came out, like Virtual Fighter was the old man's fighting game, and oh, here I am, all in my forties, and it's like Virtual <laughs> Fighter's the greatest. <laughs> now it's I, I mean yeah, I feel like an answer. You're never gonna. There's no correct. I feel like you have to tie nostalgia into what you think is going to be the best game, and yeah, that's yeah. For me, the 3D game that got me hooked was Tekken Three because we've talked about favorite 3D, and that game. Yeah. I I can't tell you the amount of times, I feel like every time there was a goddamn Jet Li movie, after the movie, I would play that game and try and recreate the moves I saw in his movies, like. I love the shit out of that game. Like, and just the ability to knock dudes across and then run and jump. It's, yeah, the, that got me into 3D fighters for sure. So. Yeah, it's, 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 it's easy to see why Tekken blew past Virtual Fighter, though. It's just more accessible. Yeah. 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 Virtual Fighter is way more of, like, timing and reversal and counter-based. Where Tekken, it's got that in there, too, but then you can just button mash or do whatever you want in it. And or memorize out. a 12-step combo, too. Or you just pull out Eddie Gordo and ruin Jim's day. Uh, or you can do that. <laughs> Jim, how many different characters have I ruined your day with in that game? Between Enough. him. Enough. What was the kangaroo's name? Uh, Roger. 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 That's, yeah. Him, Brian Fury, Paul. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like what, what, one punch Paul. You, 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 get, you get hit with that like megaton fist that he's got. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and I know it's coming. I know it every <laughs> time. You see the charge up. it. <laughs> <laughs> jump right in. <laughs> it's got to start up no matter what. No, no matter what the fuck happens, the human brain can't react to that shit, and you're just gonna get clipped every time. Yeah, Jim sure do. So like then I just started picking Yoshimitsu just to like screw around with people. Oh, uh, that was Jim's son of a bitch. That was the <laughs> oh he's gonna decimate me. So once Jim started the bullshit, I finished it with just doing. Oh, you want you want to do bullshit? <laughs> it was cross bullshitification. <laughs> Nice. Now, how about you, Jambers? All right. Uh, worst one, I guess I'll throw a different answer. Uh, do I do I go Slaughter Sport or do I go Time Killers? I, no, Slaughter Sport, there was at least a uh, – it was so ridiculous, and we and we didn't know about a, it. A creativity to it? Yeah, whereas Time Killers, that was – that's – yeah. You just – I mean, you know in your heart the answer is Pit Fighter. But, yeah, if you're just trying to pick differently – just to say something different, I, I, I might go Time Killers on this one, yeah. because you're like, oh, fighting game, we can chop your limbs off. That sounds awesome. <laughs> and then you play it, and you're just like, oh, oh, no. Yeah. yeah or that, what the fuck was that one, that, like, Master of Monsters, where it's, like, cool idea in theory? And, oh, like, where it's the, the monsters destroying the city but fighting each other? No, 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 no. That's, uh, fucking... That's King of the Monsters? King That's of the Monsters. King of the Monsters, yeah. Master of Monsters was that Genesis game where, like, your life bar... You only have one life bar, but it's at the bottom. And it's, like, the length of the entire screen. And, like, you can try to just, like, pin a guy in the corner and just keep bashing away. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I vaguely remember it. It was... Yeah, you're right, though. It was just a, a completely terrible, terrible game. Yeah. Like, I, it's, it's, like, it's that's one where, like, painfully boring is worse than just bad. But I would almost say because it was so obscure compared to Time Killers, like you have to, like Time Killers was kind of thrown out there, like this is a good game. It's like yeah, sure it's like, as fuck yeah. it is. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> and then for best game, the obvious answer is Strip Fighter Two on the PC Engine. So damn it, Jim. <laughs> Coming to uh, twenty twenty two. Right, the deadly queef. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, I, I talk about we know Street your Fighter basic 2 enough, ass so. answer. 
<laughs> it's either going to be that or Marvel's Capcom, too, because that's the most fun one, even if it isn't balanced at all. Whatever. <laughs> nice. No, but great, no, good great, question. Great question, Eric. Thank you, bud. All right, next up from Gamer Astral. Have you guys given up on Donkey Kong 64? Nope. Nope, sure haven't. Uh, it's just uh, three weeks worth of floods and this and removing my... Re Moving my game room, da 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 da. As I said at the beginning of this episode, I did go back into it today, and I still hate you so much for that game. <laughs> and I still think Jim is, uh, it's all a lie. He's not motion sick, he just didn't want to play it. Nope, painful motion sickness. <laughs> Can't do it, had to lay down. Just wrecked my day. But yeah, no, I mean, Brian will eventually finish it, because, I mean, gotta have been someone pick a good game like Mike did for us with Darkwing Duck, but. Yeah. That, now that I've taken breaks from Donkey Kong to play Darkwing Duck, <laughs> I, I I I indulged so much, and in I think it was like after I like stumped Mega Man four like eighteen times in a row, and I played like Darkwing Duck, and it feels enough like a Mega Man, but it, there's there's enough about it that's radically different. That's uh, it's 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 pretty addictive. Yeah, I, I just I was telling Jim uh, like a week or two ago when I first started, I said. It definitely, like, I, I noticed right away, like, oh, this seems like it's going to be easy. And then the, the difficulty curve, like, spikes real quick. And I'm like, oh, I got to get my timing down. I got to figure out the spawning enemies real quick. Like, there's a lot of just little nuances I'm just, like, picking up here and there. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and actually, what do you call it? Fifth Gen Mook just gave us his uh, game request for Patreon. So we'll be playing some Alien Trilogy, too, in our Ooh, future. Oh, I have that. I have the big box for that. Yes, you do, I you bastard. Can't wait to play that. Yeah, no. Uh, so to answer your question, Ashley, it'll be coming. <laughs> and last up from Alex Perez. Are there any games that you guys disliked growing up that you've grown to love? And vice versa. Ooh. That's a good hmm. question. And I'm going to let Mike go first. <laughs> Game that I hated growing up that I love today. <clears throat> oh, boy. See, I'm... Like, Super Mario Brothers 2 is almost kind of like an easy answer, because I remember not liking it because it didn't feel like Mario at first. Uh, but I, uh, as, like, the years went on, I kind of thought, you know, this game's actually kind of awesome. Um, but plus it plus it incorporated a lot of lore from the Super Show, and I'm a giant mark for the Super Show. So, um, But uh, I would probably say... Have you ever heard of Flying Dragon the Secret Scroll? I've heard of it, but never played it. No. But yeah, so it's it starts off as this kind of like side questy adventure game, and you gather like a couple of relics by defeating a couple of different like Japanese demons. Uh, and once you get like three or four of them, the stage is complete. Then the game goes into kind of like a one-on-one -on -one tournament fighter, uh, and you'll fight in like a little tournament, uh, and then you proceed to another platforming level. You'll complete that, and then you partake in another tournament where the challenge gets a little harder. And then, like, that that tournament gets interrupted like a demon kung fu master, and he wrecked my shit every time I played the game. <laughs> and, like, I, I, I hated it as a kid. And then I play it as an adult, and it's like, this game is actually pretty ahead of its time. I think it's, like, the first time I recalled playing anything resembling a fighter because I missed out on, like, IR kung fu. Um, until, oh, like, yeah. Great back. game. Nice. Yeah, I, I was thinking about it, and similarly, I, I went with that. I went with something where 
I got my ass kicked. But it, it's more because of who I was playing, and I go with the just the NHL games from the Genesis era because I only got to play it because it was my brother's system, and he would whoop my ass, and I hated that game. That's the only game he would agree to play. So it was literally nothing to do with the game itself. Since then, I love it. I love the way it plays. To me, that is the equivalent of... Like what? How I liked like Tecmo Super Bowl. Like it's just a fun little like hockey game. Um, but man, especially '94, I just his little bullshit go around the net and then just get it in every time that I couldn't figure out how to beat. It just got me every goddamn time. So I hated that game with a passion. But just because I got my ass whooped all the time. Uh, and I guess for me. Ah, shit. You know what? I, I guess I'll probably go with Toe Jam and Earl, the first one. Because as a kid, I was just like, what the fuck? You're just walking. Like, nothing's happening. <laughs> like, I didn't, like, understand the concept of just, like, you know, the exploration for it and, like, the strategy of using all the uh, the weapons or all the presents and stuff like that. So, like, now I like it way more than I did back then. But, yeah, just back in the day, it was just a game I didn't get. And it's in, still in not, theory, it's still it's not just my favorite a game in the where series, you're walking. But... What? <laughs> it really still is just a game where you're just walking. <laughs> yeah, it is a game where you're just walking, but I guess I appreciate it now. Yeah. I guess a little bit more for what it is. That's an honorable mission there, the, like, Maniac Mansion. That was a game I didn't get as a kid. Like, as, yeah. As an adult, it's actually kind of terrifying now. <laughs> oh, the, the number of games, the rental games that I would play, get nowhere. Try to run again, get nowhere. I mean, that list is too numerous, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. Those, Jim and I said, there's many games that clearly were just made for, like, either gaming magazines or you had to have some kind of in to just know what the fuck you had to do. And kids today, like, I imagine, like, getting a secondhand game, not having the, the uh, game manual, and not being able, like, if you didn't have a way to just look it up, how fucked you'd be on so many of those games. Like, how, how do I do this? How do I do that? What the hell? <laughs> I have Star Tropics without the code. <laughs> uh, nice. Mylon Secret Castle, Mystery Quest. Mm -hmm. um, Simon's Quest 2. Shit, Legend of Zelda. Even though you get hints, like, you don't know where to put the burning bush. You don't know. Like, that code, you might remember up, down, left, left, right, whatever the hell the pattern is. You're not gonna, you're not gonna know all that shit. You got your Nintendo Power, and it helps you throw. Yeah. Actually, that's one of the reasons why I didn't like the original Zelda all that much. I actually like Zelda 2, like, a little more. That's I, I, I don't know if that's still an unpopular opinion in this day and age, but it, it, Adventure of Link, I thought, felt it, it felt cooler. Yeah. No, every woman on Twitter is going to fucking hate you now. <laughs> don't you <laughs> Bring it. Jim, are you trying to say that Legend of Zelda, Zelda is a Subaru of video games? They have a Triforce drawing on their clit. <laughs> Damn it, Jim. <laughs> this is a family-friendly place, Jim. Since when? <laughs> Tyler's not here. I can say what I goddamn want. Uh, no, but... Love you, Tyler. Good, but yeah, good question. Good question. And actually, for the reverse, I actually thought that one way easier. Extreme G2. Like, as a kid, I played the shit out of it, and then as an adult going back, I'm like... Man, this is way more boring of a game than I remember it being. Like the, it's choppier than I remember. The music's just bland as hell. Wait, and just the gameplay's boring. What game did you say? Extreme G two. 
It's like a futuristic, fast-paced, like, combat motorcycle game. Oh, yeah! Holy crap, I remember that one. Hmm. I don't... Yeah, so, like, I played the shit out of it as a kid. But, um... <clears throat> like, I tried to go back a couple years ago, and I was like, eh, this isn't really... This isn't really all that good. For the N64? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense why it's a bad game. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Jim, you can't set him up and then get mad I'd knock him out. Well, I had to answer the fucking question, Brian. <laughs> but he it was didn't an easy an- assumption. But he didn't answer reverse, Jim. <laughs> he did ask. He said, or vice versa. <laughs> so listen to the question, Brian. <laughs> now, great question, bud. As we yep, no, tell and that Jim wraps up our Patreon questions for this taste. week. <laughs> uh, you son of a bitch. So yes, once again, thank you to all of our patrons out there for all your support. We definitely do not deserve it, but we appreciate it. And also, make sure if you're new to the page, please, if you know if it's on YouTube, leave a comment, leave a subscription. If you're new, if you're listening on any of the audio things, hit subscribe on there as well. And if it's iTunes, leave a leave a review, five star review. We will read, no matter what you want to say. All right, Chambers, so we have a little article I found. And before we move on, let me right, just read are we it. Gonna, are we going to address the skeleton or not? You kind of just brought it out it's, now. It's, it's been there the whole time. What are you talking about, Jim? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the audio portion of the podcast will really enjoy this. No. Has that one seen me or something? Right here. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's the skelly's name, Mike? Skullvester. <laughs> oh my god, Jim! Because he was like your tribute to like the old, like early, like late two thousands, like YouTube era, wasn't he? For like when yeah, you were doing your videos, uh, it, was, it was it was it was like a bit that I saw Spoonie do like a couple of times uh, with his robot. Good I, old, I think good old Burton. Burton. <laughs> <laughs> right, and like I thought, you know what? I'm gonna do that too. I grew up watching Mystery Science Theater. Mm-hmm. I want to spend my YouTube career talking to puppets. Yeah, man. Well, here let me ask you this: When you're doing it, do you do you feel like, oh, like we talked about earlier, some videos they'll get more views than you think, and then you put more time probably into ones when you have it, and you go, God damn it! Like I put more effort. Like should I put the effort? Because we tried doing this one stop motion beer video. We've said many times we had a blast doing it, but the little like just trying to get that bottles to talk by moving them and like writing scripts for it It was like yeah like 10 people saw it we're like son of a bitch we're like all right <laughs> never mind <laughs> yeah that was brian's like white whale of a video that he worked on for like four months finally comes out and nothing yeah no love it's um, definitely the most produced most thought out episode we've probably ever done <laughs> i can feel that i'm i'm working on a stop motion project and i I don't know if it's gonna hit, but like, like you, you, you just pour your soul into it, and mm-hmm. like you look at the views the next day, well, eighteen, just you're like, what the shit. Mm-hmm. Good, good thing we're all suckers enough that we just still keep doing. It. Yeah, you, get, you gotta enjoy it. That's all I'll say. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that kind of makes me feel good about like find, uh, finding a gimmick like him because before that I was doing some of that like really cringy shit like dressing up as a character that i'm playing that shows up at my door and i do shit. and it's like i i look back and i watch that and it's like how are people enjoying this this is awful <laughs> it was your dad got the glasses audition tape <laughs> you know, i actually tried to get on that stupid website at one point like, I, I i did like I, I did like some old like metal gear skit it was horrible i i've i've lost the footage for it but 
Um, I, I pretty much did like the same thing when like the Phantom Pain came out. It was like the first original work I did where I'm talking to myself, played as like a demon that's asking me to reserve the Phantom Pain. You know, it's like a really garbage one minute sketch, and like I sent that to them, and uh, thankfully they shot it down. <laughs> <laughs> how many? How much time did you spend with doing that, though? That's the question. Oh boy, it it, it probably took an hour. <laughs> to make a one minute video and i remember that it was like 89 degrees in the room and i'm sweating my balls off for that mm -hmm. like if you watch it you can see the sweat pouring off of my face when it cuts to me and it's it, it's filmed vertical cam because i'm like using my my my, my phone camera for it it's mm -hmm. like nice this, it's like this 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 looks so retro and it's so ghetto <laughs> hey man but you know what that'll be those things that people look back and be like oh those things were charming like guys like yeah. Jim with video games that he likes, like they're like, oh, everything's too well produced now. You you like the homemade feel? Yeah, yeah right. I it's always thought that. Like like you 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 know when you've made it on YouTube and people watch your stuff and they go, oh man, it's not as good as the old videos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we did a lot more skits back in the day, and it, that was one of those things. Jim's apartment was always goddamn like that the gates of hell with how hot it would be so we'd have to like <laughs> yeah, it, was top, it was a top on. floor apartment yeah we'd have to leave the ac on in between turn it off try to get it done but we'd have lights you know setups this and that and it's just like okay turn the <laughs> oh. ac back on in between uh, yeah it was a pain <laughs> in the ass. and then there'd be the takes where we forgot to turn the ac off and we listen back and we go ah! <laughs> oh god <laughs> yeah the good old days uh, yeah, it's it's good to not care as much. But Brian, on your on your uh, little article here. No, I I saw this, Jim, I, and you and I kind of touched on this one before. Um, interesting list, but it comes to us. It actually was released in 2020, but it just was resurfacing now. Uh, it's from themanual.com, and it's basically the 10 most important craft beers in American history. Um. I actually, one of the main reasons why I shared this is because I, I agree with almost all of this list. If you yeah. look at it, I mean, <clears throat> they hit the Anchor Brewing Company Steam Beer, which for those of you who, if you don't know what a Steam Beer is, it's kind of a, it's a mix between two different styles. And this was like one of the main ones that introduced that to America. Um, you got the Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, which that like that is when you say craft pale ales that is the gold standard and sierra nevada is always well known for a lot of things but especially you, how they use the cascade hops and stuff and introduced it like that was like holy shit like a piney tasting beer is really born because of that beer and it's funny too because like in this day and age you wouldn't think of that as like you know pioneering craft beer but back in even like the mid-2000s like there wasn't really a lot like it yeah yeah <laughs> and then you talk about things you don't consider craft. It's a hot topic, especially when we talk Hop Nation dudes, but the Sam Adams Boston Lager, it's still technically considered a craft beer. And I'm actually surprised to see that one on the list. Yeah, I mean, it. they started in the 80s, and it was like such a different thing than Miller, Coors, you know, like, and Bud, it was like, wow, this is a different Vienna-style lager. Like, what is this? This is like a fancy beer or something. But to this day, it's still considered a craft somehow, like under some bullshit guidelines. But, yeah. 
And then the one, Jim, you and I, and I feel like every person, I don't know, Mike, if you saw this growing up, but this is like every dude we knew in the Northeast. Like, as soon as you stopped having just the big three or maybe a Corona, if you wanted to get fancy, you tried some Blue Moon with an orange slice in it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> dude, that this, was big in our area. Like, we're both Drexel boys, so there is this one bar that was like the main spot we'd always go to. And, like, their big, I guess, craft beer was having Blue Moon. Little did we know at the time. But, like, yeah. yeah. We're like, oh, we're drinking fancy tonight, boys. <laughs> and it was, like, it was such a the atypical guy thing. Like, oh, you're a bitch if you use the orange. Like, but it tastes better. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. Like, it, it was one of those things. Like, you didn't want to be the dude standing there with an orange in your beer. But at the same time, you're like, it does taste better. Um, yeah, that, that introduced everyone to a whole other style of, like, this idea of, not that it's fruit beer, but, like, a white Belgian wheat-style beer, like, with a more, like, orangey flavor. You're like, oh, beers can actually taste good and not just, like, pine or hops. Like, they can actually have flavor. And then the one that everyone <laughs> still very, very disputed and very hated, but created the idea of a uh, limited release, the Bourbon County Stouts from Goose Island. Uh, still to this day... Those sons of bitches sell those bottles $15, $20 just per bottle. They still get lines around the corner for their barrel-age stuff, and they were the pioneers for making those big boozy stouts. So, yeah. And then, I'll be honest, I have no idea what the fuck this one is called. Yeah, La Foley? La Foley? La Foley? I know, no, I know New Belgium, and they, you know, Fat Tire is probably one of the most well-known amber ales out there. I don't know anything about this beer, so I can't really speak to it. Jim, I would assume you don't either. No idea. <laughs> Mike, uh, anything? That one kind of like local? Like, I've, I've never heard that name before. <clears throat> yeah, I, I mean, uh, New Belgium, where are they out of? They're... Belgium? No, Jim. Damn it. This is, this is a goddamn American <laughs> list, you son of a bitch. I hate myself. Uh, Colorado. So... And North Carolina. So I don't know which one came first. Seems two very different places, but... North right. Colorado Carolina. <laughs> Next one we know very well. Mike, do you do you get a lot of dogfish head out there? Any, do you know? Uh, I Not not a lot out here. Um, okay. However, I did have one uh, during... Because I, I used to be a part of a LARPing group um, years ago. And... Uh, one of the guys brought one of these um, just for like a drink, and I didn't want to be a total puss, so I'm gonna have one. <laughs> I, I actually kind of liked it. Yeah, now Dogfish makes a ton of quality stuff, and they're the they have one of the most interesting brewers, I'll say, who's gotten a ton of notoriety for his uh, how crazy he is. I don't know if I would have put Worldwide Stout here. I think the only reason they really did is because it comes in at like twenty percent. And, yeah, and to have a stout on there, I guess. Well, they yeah. don't have Goose Island, but... Yeah. I mean, they're, I think they're putting it there, yeah. It's like the highest percentage beer that doesn't taste like just pure alcohol. Because it is really delicious. Um, but the 120-minute is where I would have thought they would have put it. But you got to have Dogfish Head on there one way or another. Or, or their pumpkin, because that was like the... The pumpkin, 2013, yeah. 14, like, the pumpkin beer craze when that like, first started. And like now it's kind of hated, but... Yeah. When it had its place, like that was like the elite one to people. Exactly. But as a guy even noted, and that's what I liked, he even says, he's like, hey, 
this whole list can made be made up of dogfish head beers because so many of them are talked about. So you're like, okay, that makes sense. Yep. Um, next one, Lagunitas IPA. I would have went little something something or just a little something male, but I get it. The IPA once again, this is the def- de- definitive. If you want to show someone what a West Coast IPA tastes like, you give them one of these. This one, I'll be honest, I've had, I've never had. I see it all the time on many lists, and I see it talked about. Dale's Pale Ale. Have either of you tried this? Never. Never even heard of it. This? Yeah, I, I, I haven't tried this one. <clears throat> I've seen it so much, and like I said, I've seen it talked about. I've never tried it, because once again, what's the point of really trying a Pale Ale? Like, these days, if you're going to go anything, just go IPA, but... You know, to each his own. And then, of course, they had to throw in Hetty Topper, which is, uh, you could argue, the reason for hazy IPAs today from The Alchemist. Like, I actually just had my first one last week. My boss, when he went to Vermont, got a bunch, brought me back a can. It's good, but the problem is, like most things that start a trend, it I don't think it holds up against really much better hazy ipas but it's still like renown is like oh man it, it was like the first one of its kind you're like yeah but there's better things out there plus it was the one that was like you could only get it in vermont or like if you went to cigar city something like that in florida like it's one of those ones that like you could almost not get either so it had that mystique around it <sighs> it also you, you had to have been there sort of Oh, yeah. No, it, it was a collector's mentality for beer, for sure. And it's like the drinking elite would be like, I got Heady Topper. Da, 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 da. And when you read the back of that can, it reads like that dude from Stone Brewing. What is his name? Greg Coke. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who, the can is very like, don't pour it in a glass. This is meant from a can. Uh, and don't be a dick. Make sure you recycle. Save the earth. Like, like just they throw things on the can. You're like, all right, dude chill out you're just selling beer you're not changing the fucking world calm down yeah but. it's the uh it's the beer cane equivalent of the people fixing comic art on twitter <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> titties are bad i fixed it <laughs> jim every time you see someone do that i want you to send them the gift from uh strip fighter 2 of the titty tornado this i can do <laughs> I know enough artists. So, yeah. I mean, now, Mike, I mean, I know you're not as big into the beer scene, but, like, from your area, what is, like, the well-known, like, local beer? Or, like, what's the brand that's not the majors? Um, there's... I'm actually not too far away from, like, I think it's called the Great Lakes Brewing Company. Yep, great, Um, yeah. And they've... A lot of their stuff is like sold uh, in almost like any given like local place. Like even even like a sheets out here, I've I've actually seen like uh, 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 bottles of like uh, Great Lakes, and I think one of their latest ones is like the uh, Lake Erie Monster Imperial. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and uh, that's that that's one that a lot of people love. Uh, lots of hops in it, uh, and. Yeah, I've, I've 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 almost thought about like trying to go up there in, in like preparation for the show, maybe trying to get one of those. Like, <laughs> nah, 
you uh do you like when you drink beers do you like a more hoppy beer or do you like more of a like a coffee or a chocolate or like what, what kind of flavors you like uh, I'm I'm pretty much okay with hops. Uh, like if, if I can get something that has like a bit of like a uh, fruit, a, a, a kind of like fruit taste to it. Yeah. Um, I like usually run with one of those. Kind of like you said, like you know, you you like put the orange um on the drink, and and it adds a bit of a zest to it. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like something I want. Not not something that's like overpowering or really heavy. Um, but like I'm I'm usually cool with like a lot of hops. Because I was gonna say I don't know if you've had a lot of porters. But uh, the Edmund Fitzgerald from Great Lakes is like usually goes down as one of the top porters in the country. So that's why as soon as you say Great Lakes, I was like, oh, they got a banging ass porter. So if you if you if you want to give it a whirl, it's really good. Oh, sure thing. Yeah, I'll, 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 give, I'll give that a shot next chance I get. <sighs> but James, well, if you ever if you ever wind up with this guy, quick little beer review for this Sasquatch right here. Dude, this was super smooth. Like if I wasn't trying to pace myself, it could have been like a and just like right down. So, <laughs> why are you trying to pace yourself, Jim? Because <laughs> I got like work in the morning. Or well, we all we all got work. You <laughs> don't leave your bed. Don't uh, you give me that goddamn. What are you talking shit. about? I get up and I have to travel down to my office. It's a long commute. If you don't have to change your underwear, it doesn't fucking count. Well, oh, what if you, you don't sleep? Stickers. What if you don't sleep with underwear, if, Jim? Then you have well, to change. Well, fine. Then you put on your fucking new pair. But you st- if you can sit there all day with piss dribblets and dried cum stains in your undies, it doesn't count. Right? Damn it, Jim! <laughs> Not to say I don't do that. Anyway. Wait, I was gonna say you do that at your work. What are you talking about? Ooh. <laughs> we broke Mike. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what the fuck did I come into? He knew what the hell he came into. He's been in enough boob chats with me. Now, Jim, the real question is, when you saw this list, was there anything you thought they missed from it? Um, not. I was actually more surprised with how much I agreed with it. Yeah. Like, yeah, maybe with, like, the dogfish head one, I'd been like, I would have picked something else. But everything on there, I was like, yeah, I could go with that. The only beer I would have liked. I, you know what? I would probably would have said Yingling. Yeah, yeah. No, I actually, yeah, definitely. I would have, I would have replaced New Belgian with that. Um, just as a, I mean, I know that the, the dude wasn't. It was a straight article, but just as a yeah. troll, I would have loved for him to throw Lining Kugel on there. <coughs> that would have been sweet. The beer that legit tastes like fruity pebbles. That was the other. If you tried fruity beers and you're like, oh, it, it was New or Blue Moon or Lining Kugel, and people like would be like, Lining Kugel. How do you even say that? What is it? And you try it, you're like, it kind of tastes like Fruity Pebbles. Yeah, that was one of the early ones when you would bring it over to uh, the old college parties. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, this is delectable. Yeah. <laughs> Jim, Jim, just from college days to now, still just drinking terrible beer. What? How dare you? <laughs> Except for what your wife buys you. <laughs> well, that's true, too. <laughs> Hence the uh, flag behind you, Jim. God damn right. <laughs> 16 bucks for a 32 pack. Can't beat a deal like that. <laughs> guess you can't, Jim. I guess you can't. <laughs> See? My logic uh, is flawless. This one, I'm going to need you two to help me on because I hate Discord. But <laughs> I still so think this is an interesting article sent to us from our buddy Max Marvel. Thank you, bud. Uh, from SIE.com, it's basically the announcement of PlayStation's partnership with Discord. 
yeah, so we talked a couple weeks ago how, like, there was the rumor that, uh, it wasn't even a rumor, like, it was, like, Microsoft was in talks, they were trying to just straight up buy out Discord. Mm-hmm. And then, a couple weeks later, lo and behold, they come to some kind of agreement with PlayStation. So, this comes off of Sony's official website, and it doesn't give any details on it, so, but they're basically just saying, yeah, we partnered up with Discord, we're going to integrate it into our social experience. So, Mike, we covered about a what was it two weeks ago jim when sony bought up uh the uh the fighting game uh, evo evo we know you're more into fighting games first what was your take on that when sony got that acquisition i had like a pretty mixed reaction at first like at first i thought oh great now all the fighting games are going to have to be like sony exclusive and uh sony online infrastructure has never really been the best for like a couple of generations uh, and this kind of denies uh, some fighting games if they're multi-platform to find out which one's the tournament standard, if it's uh, Xbox or uh, uh, PlayStation 4 or 5 or Series X. Um, and then I kind of thought about it for a little bit. I think that the silver lining in it is that it'll help the FGC probably clean itself up because the fighting game community is mostly a lot of degenerates who don't want to let go of those arcade days. Uh, and they wanted to continue to be kind of like crude and sort of like loose ended, almost almost like like the last boys club on earth. Uh, but if fighting games want to be taken seriously uh, in in terms of like esports because they're still at the bottom with their cash prizes compared to like CS:GO or Call of Duty, uh, then I think maybe Sony stepping in with a little bit of professionalism could help them with that. Mm. Uh, but it, there's there's like still a lot of I, I don't know uh, uh, about like what this would mean going forward, but uh, it's pretty interesting. Um, yeah, because we said we've said we've we've seen Xbox make huge moves over the past year or so, you know, buying up Bethesda. They're, they're like they're trying to acquire as much as we can, and we've heard lots of rumors of other things they're going after. And it, we said it's been interesting. PlayStation hasn't really fired back. Then we saw. The, the Evo thing. Now we're seeing the partnership with Discord. It's like, like I said, this is Monday Night Wars for video games again. It's like, they're each just kind of gobbling up all this random shit. But Discord is a very interesting, because the one area where Microsoft, I feel like, has a lead is they're probably more seamlessly going to have a lot of their games PC ready. And you can kind of go between the Xbox and PC with all that shit. Um playstation nothing to do really pc no no good cross-platforming there except for games that offer it i don't know like what is the purpose of this discord like do you think it's just going to be a a feature on ps5 now like i i don't i don't know i i i figured if they're going to do this uh i thought of it as like a supplement for their inability to like renegotiate with facebook because they're probably tired of the data breaches on sucks in uh so I guess it's a way to have like another way to like have a to have like a social platforming, but like I don't I, I I just don't think it's something that they need. Um, I guess yeah. it's it's it just feels really weird. Like I I, I don't think any community that if, uh, either Sony or Microsoft come up with, I don't think it's gonna beat the weirdness that was Meverse. Like I miss Meverse. Uh, and, like, I don't know, maybe if they did that with Discord, because I, I actually barely know how Discord works. Like, I use it every now and then. Um, oh, my and, gosh. 
<laughs> and like it, it just kind of seems like a a smaller condensed version of Facebook in a lot of ways. Um, it's like but... to me, it's like the dark web of gamers, and it's like as close to the dark web as you're gonna get with gamers and wanting to communicate with each other. That's the best way. It's like a forum for them that just has social media applications that are annoying as hell. That's Isn't the way I put really... it. PlayStation Network though, like there, and that—that's what I'm saying. It's not going to replace the PS Network because I think Xbox does social like with their you know Xbox Live the best than PlayStation. Nintendo's down below like GameCube, you know, or you know, it's like below Dreamcast. But uh, I don't. That's what I'm saying. Like, are they trying to maybe? Maybe this is a, a chance for them to create a competition with, like, Twitch. Like, do something with Discord where you stream PS4 games. I, I don't know. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. I mean, Discord's kind of, like, the most popular communication thing out there, especially for gamers. So, I can kind of see it. I don't know how the hell they're going to implement it. One thing I think is going to be funny, though, is there's going to be a generation of fucked gamers because Discord records everything. So, I don't think I don't I don't know about the voice chats as much. You could probably archive those, but I know those goddamn chat logs they are all archived. Cuz if I know anything from the random channels I follow, fucking you can dig up a goddamn 10-year-old Discord conversation like that. <laughs> so these these kids will never know the joys of Halo 3 in 2007. Let's put it that way. I mean, yeah, it this there will is... be there be there is no anonymity now. You kids, you fucking kids are fucked. But yeah, like I don't like Discord as it is. Like I like it's clunky and like I just don't spend enough time in it. And every like server turns into a pain in the ass where it's like four people like slapping cocks about who has administrative privileges and all that bull crap. So like it's always annoying. Yeah. So like I don't like the community around it. Or maybe I'm just a boomer, so that's why I use goddamn Zoom for these things. But no, we've like, we've yeah. we've gone through Discord. Hey. The quality isn't there when it comes to recording shit either. Yeah. If I had to say, oh, you got to fix your gate. Like, I don't have to fuck fixing my gate means, and I don't want to know, all right? <laughs> no. So let me have a goddamn thing where I can talk, and then I'll just fix it later. Listen, Discord is aim for current ner nerdy gamers. That's all it is. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like, it's the way that most people, like, you know, on Steam will talk to each other. Like, that's their party chats. Which, yeah, that makes more sense. Like, it's... For PC gamers, which is why I said it's like this weird. The fuck is PlayStation doing with this now? Like it doesn't. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it could just be a power move and a fuck you to Microsoft too, because they're all doing mm. that to each other. So, like, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess Discord went with Sony because my theory is it's probably a combination of money <clears throat> and Discord didn't want to give up all their rights to a company, so they probably still wanted to at least have majority ownership. So. Yeah, I guess a partnership true. probably would make more sense for them, which it does. Well, like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, I mean, but yeah pr probably yeah. looked at the way Microsoft handled Mixer and went, no. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you mean you guys don't use Mixer, guys? Right, you can't use what doesn't exist. <laughs> but Jim, it's still there in my heart. Right, you never <laughs> once fucking used it. <laughs> like Mixer's down there with Live Journal and Sanga and Daily Motion. <laughs> Wait, you just named some of my favorite things. What are you talking about? <laughs> Give vid.me and Storyfire a chance. <laughs> yeah, Jim, how many more websites are we gonna upload our videos to that just die the next day? <laughs> hey, we gotta we gotta get it going here. 
I mean, uh, I was gonna, I was gonna start a channel for us on BitChute, and then I saw what the front page was, and I went, "Oh no!" <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of swastikas on his front page. Uh oh. It's just mobile, like somebody sent me a link to BitChute. They're like, "Oh man, hey, my platform got taken down, but you can follow me on BitChute." And I'm like, "Okay, let me, let me just type in BitChute here." And I go in there. It's like a 1914 newspaper. Uh -huh. It's like, "Oh my god, I I haven't seen this much racism since like Roots." Mike, I'm surprised yeah. you didn't go there and it just didn't say not welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah. Bitchute. Oh, that's it's not a good look. And it's funny because, Jim, you follow some people that that like I feel like promote or talk about like their stuff on Bitchute. And I'm like, do they not realize? I don't know. Not real. I don't even see Bitchute links. Like, Medicare used to throw his uncensored stuff onto there because you can throw anything up there. But, like,. Besides him, I don't know. No one really uses that. Like they were trying to pimp up Storyfire for a while before that imploded. But yeah, it's it's just I'm not a, I'm not a sticks and hammer fan, Brian. So besides that, <laughs> I don't know if anyone else even uses fucking bitch shoot. Well, I'll save that for after <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> okay. Um. No, but uh, yeah, I I I kind of I do agree though with what you were starting to say that it does seem like a power move by PlayStation kind of an fu i think you're gonna see a lot of ticky tack shit now like they're both gonna take shots at them like we said xbox making mlb live you know on xbox game pass after they finally were able to break that whole thing of being a ps exclusive like that was just clearly an fu to playstation yeah but there was also that other bit of news that came out either today or yesterday where sony uh, signed a patent for sunset overdrive and I did see that, <laughs> and it's, it's it's just like another middle finger. It's that's like, all that is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's definitely a middle finger, but hey, I God knows I won't get a sequel on Microsoft, so or maybe it will not. Well, if they have the patent, then they can. So hey, whatever. You know they'll just have the patent and not do shit with it, or make them buy it back or something. Yeah, it's an FU. I'd like to see a second one. I'm like one of the few people who like that game. And it makes sense, Jim. How fucking dare you? <laughs> it was. It was dumb and mindless and fun. People can yeah, appreciate but of the dumb, mindless, fun, open world, go around, shoot shit, you play, you're playing like the C-tier games of that. <laughs> it's not C-tier. I could grind on Paralyzed. It's the it's Barry Horowitz of the goddamn... I will <laughs> slap myself on the goddamn back of my... Jim, just give your love of gold dust up and just move up. Like better He's people. A great, That's all I'm Great say. character. Great character. <laughs> <laughs> Also, like that, it might be what Far Cry is like dissolving into at this point. Like, well, yeah, Far Cry, like, and especially when Far Cry does their like weird. I mean, they're fun, but like Blood Dragon and some of the DLCs, you're like, what are you, what, what's going on here? But I'm thinking like games like Saints Row. I'm like, those games were so ridiculous, so over the top, and they're the epitome of that kind of style. Yeah, it's it's it, 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 it's hard to kind of remain. I, I don't I don't know if it's if it's aimed to be so outlandish that they're just trying to remain relevant, but it it, it inadvertently comes off more fleeting than I think they hope. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean I I I don't know their numbers. I don't think they're amazing, but you know it's uh, that genre is uh, I think it's wearing most people out, and you either go GTA Five at this point, or you go for something really goofy. So Watchdog Legions. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i don't hear anyone talk about that game anymore <laughs> jim will play it once it's a really charming game <laughs> hey guys it's got a lot of personality behind it 
Uh, Needs more tits, though. But, uh, damn it, Jim. But speaking of uh, Microsoft firing shots back, you could argue, from The Verge, uh, they are reducing their Windows Store cut to just 12%. So previously, Microsoft was taking a cut of 30%, and uh, now they've reduced it to 12 which is kind of their way to... They're like now trying to compete with Steam and really, I think, get into realizing the future is going to be online for them and PC and this and that. Whether they continue to make Xboxes and hardware, it's debatable, but they're like they're thinking ahead. So I think this is probably a really good, smart decision at the end of the day. Um, I don't know. It's definitely an incentive because, like, yeah, I mean. The thirty percent, like the, like the Epic versus Apple fight, like they yep. both take thirty percent for their mobile stores. So and Steam takes thirty percent. I think Epic does too. So yeah, I mean it's a big way to try and get some people to be like, okay, we'll just release it as a Microsoft Store game or whatever. Oh, dude, could you imagine if they do some shit like that, like with what's it called, like with Raid or with Fortnite or some huge game when exclusive with Microsoft? I mean, they're owned straight up by Epic, so those two won't happen. But yeah, like there, there's yeah. I mean, like there could be some killer app that's sitting out there that would go, yeah. You know what? I'd like to save eighteen percent. So who knows? You never know. It could it could be an actual thing. And if it goes with Microsoft, then that would also be a good chance that it would just wind up on uh, Xbox as well. So that could be a backwards ass way to get some exclusivity between the entire Xbox Microsoft branding. Yeah. No, I think. Uh... I, I love seeing these these moves though, kind of just hitting from thing to thing. So I don't know. What do you think, Mike? Like, smart move, not great move. Because like, is are they really hurting themselves by losing that eighteen percent? I've I've always felt like with with like with some of the moves that Microsoft's making, they really are playing a bit of a long game here. Um, and uh, you're you're going to make things a lot more enticing for like indie devs or even like major devs to like make things on PC. Now, if they if they hadn't gone back on their wish to do that on console, I feel that that would give them like a leg up in that division because they yeah. start throwing the ball in Sony and Nintendo's court to lower right. their revenue share prices. Uh, it, it it'd be a little bit shrewd, kind of cutthroat, but I think it'd be interesting. And that's a good no. point too with the console because like. Microsoft, was it, just this past week finally got announced that they're, like, finally going to work with Limited Run Games on releases? Like, they've never had, like, their own little niche with that and shit like that. So, it's kind of weird how, like, they had a small little window in, like, the early 2010s where they're like, yeah, we're the forward indie game console platform guys. And then they wound up having, like, the worst, like, deals with all of them, so no one ever went there. Right? <laughs> Like, I feel like they would have benefited if there was, like, a, a physical deal released for, like, Charlie Murder or something. I would have bought yeah. that shit. Yeah, dude, Charlie Murder, you talk about games, I'm like, are so underappreciated. I talk about that one a lot. Like, God, like, that, that that was one of the first games that, because, like, I took a couple of years off from, like, consoles. When I first got my Xbox 360 game, I saw YouTube videos for, like, Charlie Murder. I'm like, I've got to get this game. It looks badass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Jim still is just that guy playing Sunset Overdrive. He's like, what are you talking about, guys? <laughs> what? What? It's got monsters. Charlie Murder's got monsters. I've got monsters. What do you want? What do you want from me? Uh, Charlie Murder, it's it's about a band, Jim. You're in a band. It's about a band. It's a you're, band, I'm in a band. you're in a band. I'm That's in a band. Fun. You can even make beer in a game, Jim. There's no reason why you shouldn't play it. <laughs> I guess he got Charlie me there. Murder. Or as Jim calls it, Tuesday. 
<laughs> yeah, we. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I I just want to keep following this because I want to see who keeps making these moves. Who's gonna buy Sega, Jim? That's the real question. I don't know. No one. It'll be, it'll be Sony or Nintendo. Like I said, they're not gonna sell to an American company. Yeah. Too old school Japan. They got them blinders. They want to keep it with the homeland. That's stupid. It's very stupid. Uh, I, I, would, I would laugh if Microsoft tried it again and Sega just laughed in their faces again. Again. <laughs> Sega's like, no, we'll just keep failing on our own. Thank you. <laughs> if you don't mind, we're going to get back to making our Sonic games with the creator furry. So. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, let's not let's not bash all these things. <laughs> Jim, stop holding on. Bri, oh. I got to make my persona. It's only helping me. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Uh, speaking of Sega and how weird and creepy they are, <laughs> this isn't them. But uh, I saw this, Jim. I, I didn't know anything about this. Had you ever heard about this McDonald's game? Yeah, this is one that's been like on my radar. That like it's like, oh, I want to add this to my collection, but then prices went pew. So never got around to it. But yeah, it's made by Treasure. So they, you know, they make Gunstar and Bangayo and Mischief Makers. They make all the. Uh, more unique kind of titles for the systems that they're on, but they're always like they're always quality, Alien Soldier and shit like that. So, yeah, they wound up making a really good platformer for McDonald's, and apparently the developer has been giving hints for thirty years about an Easter egg he put in there, and leave it to the internet. Some fucking madman finally figured it out. So it comes to us from Slash Gear, and as Jim said, if you look at the link, you can watch it. Number one, I I don't get I I didn't follow it other than when I just saw the article, but what is this like? What hints did he give? Because it doesn't seem like it's a particularly hard Easter egg to accomplish. Well, well, what do you call it? Apparently, like if you just watched a video and like the one he the code he put in, yeah. it wasn't just that. Like I think he did a lot of like up up down down like random hits like that after putting gotcha. that in too. And I guess the guy apparently kept, like, giving little hints in interviews over the years or something like that. And from what the guy was saying on Twitter who found it, he was just like, yeah, I just kind of fucked around with the source code. And then I eventually found it. So, Mike, I don't know if, if you watched the video. The, the Easter oh, yeah. egg, it's, I, I don't know if creepy is the right word. It's just oh, no, weird. it's a good word for it. It's just weird. Like, I mean, you basically... The McDonald's sign morphs, and you can like elongate it. You can turn to like what looks like a ship, and the music's kind of weird. But I'm like, uh, I expected something more. Like I watched it, I was like, oh, so it just keeps shifting, and the music's weird. But I was like, what? What's creepy? Yeah, I was well, expecting that like ROM hack of the like death of Sonic the Hedgehog thing or something. Like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it, was, it was just kind of like this like bizarre little mind trip, I guess. It's like. You're like lightly or something. And it's weird too because like like I never played the game, so I don't know how much of it they threw in there. But like, it's like a weird tech demo for all this 3D modeling for on a Sega Genesis card that they just threw in there, almost never to be seen. It seems like a huge like waste of like memory on a card, or maybe they just had it left over. And you're like, ah, fuck it, let's do this. But I love that creepy music for it. Like that'll make such a good like six pack background noise kind of deal for like horror games or creepy moments kind of shit. Yeah. Like it's really like that music 
it's it's unnerving. It's fucking weird. Yeah, the music's the creepiest part of it. The what you're watching isn't creepy at all. It's no, it's that, like it's a box and a triangle, and then something that looks like it could have been ripped out of F Zero and shit yeah. like that. I, but the, but man, this was one of the most obscure like one games I didn't know about, didn't care about, still don't to be honest. But it's like, and then the super obscure thing that was hidden for like thirty years. When I fought, when I hear about stuff like this, the only thing that goes through my mind is like, that's kind of cool. And then it just leaves my mind. Like, it doesn't... It, it won't stay with me very long. Yeah, I, I, I think if there's if there's anything that I kind of like about this, because this reminds... It was, it was like a couple of weeks ago. Um, <laughs> there was, like, a code that was found in the Super Nintendo port of Street Fighter Alpha 2 uh, to play a Shinokuma. There's... I, I, I like that there could be a lot of retro games with, like, a lot of codes that people didn't find sprinkled in them that, like, maybe five or ten years from now people will just, like uncover right and at some point well i i I think that that's pretty cool about it but yeah that's that that, that really is kind of a waste of like some sega tech that they probably could have used for a lot of other games and probably would have helped them in their fight and they wouldn't have had to make 32x (laughs) yeah i mean 32x was a waste of time but <laughs> Jim, I like my thirty two X, but yes, it was a waste. Yeah. I know, I know. Jim, some would call that the Wii U of its time. Sega in the mid nineties did a lot of mistakes, but a lot of bad calls. I still want a thirty two X though. I, I I I don't know why I want one. I, I just want one. I've actually got a next door neighbor that has a Sega CD that he wants to sell me, and I actually think I might hop on that. Can you still get the actual thirty two X for like fifty cents? No, no, that no, that it jumped up. Yeah, like the price has climbed. Now, thank God we're not in the UK where it goes for like four hundred bucks because it was like rare over there. But yeah, no, you can. St- it, it definitely climbed up. Yeah, <clears throat> just emulate. <laughs> <laughs> I like my thirty two X, but yeah, I would not recommend people go out of their way to get a thirty two X at this point. It's like the way I want a Jaguar, but I don't want to spend five hundred bucks on a Jaguar console. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Is it like those like thirty five people that are running around with their copy of Spider Man Web of Fire, like laughing at people like <laughs> I sold my mortgage for this, yeah. Yeah. I had I had a fuck that's one I regret. Like I had this little thing where it's like, all right, I kinda wanna have a full library and if I'm gonna do it, the thirty two X would be a good one to do it for because it only had thirty games. Yeah, and how many like, games are you at right now? I'm at ten. I stopped collecting four days ago. Oh, okay. But um uh, but yeah, when I was still having that thought in my mind, I was like, "Man, fuck, three hundred bucks for Web of Fire complete." I was like, "That's that's outlandish." And when and this is like twenty eleven talking, but now it's like over a thousand bucks, and I would have been sitting here going, "Well, good thing I did that." Now it's completely out of the question, even more so than it was even before. Jim, <laughs> yeah. if if what you discussed about your knowledge of stocks is any re- relation to your knowledge of game prices, then I would have fucking bought it like the fucking dummy that I am. No, but that's my point. Is like don't you can't ever if you ever start looking at games like any form of investment. If you're not getting the game to have fun or enjoy, oh, or it wasn't even, even it wasn't even an investment. It was just to be a, to have a complete set. Yeah, like I would have had I mean. to I would have had to like splash down money for that in Dark Side and then pour it a fucking UK only game that no one likes anyway. But like we <laughs> talked about, how many assholes right now do you think went out and splurged on PS3 games? And then oh, for that one week. Oh, I'm sure a fuckload of people did. <clears throat> like, I, it's like I I always say like, you could you can use this argument with any commodity. Don't go out and and like, panic buy anything. 
don't think like you're never going to get it. There's plenty of copies of everything. You know, if you really need a collection, like, and it seems like the price is too high right now, just wait. Like, market shift. That's all I'm going to say. So don't be like a gym. You know, just be smart. <laughs> I was a little bit guilty of that with the Wii U. As soon as I saw that console floundering, it's like, all right, I'm, I'm going to buy every exclusive for it. <laughs> no, I would call it. I wound up filling up a lot of my Wii U collection, like, as like, as it's as GameStop started to have a lot of like liquidation sales, I was like, all right, like I'll go in on like a four for ten kind of deal and just like get random, some random Wii U titles that are like only on there just for, just for the sake of having that kind yeah. of deal. Yeah, that, that was totally the reason why I bought Devil's Third. Like, I, I think they only released like four hundred and twenty copies in the United States, and my GameStop only had the one that I pre-ordered. Uh, for that matter, the clerk pretty much said, like, oh, what the fuck is this game? And they just, like, put it out on the shelf. And I went <laughs> in and said, hey, where's my copy of Devil's Third? They were like, oh, shit, we put it on the shelf there. Sorry, man. <laughs> like, we didn't think anyone wanted this junk. And you're just like, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like, you'll all, you'll all ruin the day in a couple years from now when all these exclusives on the Wii U. Ah, shit. <laughs> right? <laughs> Now the only thing people are missing out on Star Fox Zero, which is still dirt cheap. Uh, Star, Star Fox Zero and Yoshi's Woolly World, and that's about it. Did play Chronicles X? Um, X didn't get ported yet. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, I think that's uh, one of the other big ones. And I think like a Hello Kitty racer, which is going for an irresponsible amount of money. That... <sighs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Nobody, let's put it this way. Nobody needs a complete Wii U collection. That's all I'm going to say. No. <laughs> needs? I, I, no. What? Like, you shouldn't I, I, even I, want, like, of all the systems you could possibly oh, collect okay. for. All right, Bri. Here, okay. here we go. Here we go. Here you go, you piece of shit. You got to pick one. What would you rather have? A wall full of Mario Duck Hunt or a full Wii U collection? Uh, Wii U collection. Hmm. I mean... The other one's as stupid as it can fucking get. One of these days, I'll break you where that is. You're the never worst gonna. Thing you can think there's of. never gonna I will be a think situation. Having a hundred, I don't even know how many that article said that dude had two hundred copies of one game, just like so it looks some. uniform. How stupid can you be? And is like I said, four out of them. It, it, like yeah, he no, he was a, he's an asshole who wanted to have an entire shelf like what I have, like what we all have behind us, of just. Mario Duck Hunt. Like, just so it all looked the same. Just to say he did it. Like, and my whole thing is... One, that's stupid. And I'm fine with people doing stupid things. And the only argument I've really had against it, regardless of if there's... Like, I don't care if there's 500 million copies of the game. There is now one asshole with 200 copies of one game. So if somebody in that local region wanted a copy of that game, they might not be able to get it just locally at a whatever store because this asshole's going out gobbling it up for this stupid cause. Like, it's the worst type of shelf collector in my eye. Yeah, that's, that's it. It's stupid. And Jim's <laughs> like, but it's funny. I'm like, it. it's not even a funny joke. Like, a funny joke to me is the dude that we've been covering who still gets hate mail. Uh, Steve Casino, I think is his name, who makes art out of, like, NES carts. And he cuts them open and, like, will purposely make a video of him, like, flushing the chip down the toilet. 
It's his own personal <laughs> copy. It's a complete dick move, but it's his own copy. I'm like, whatever. That's funny because of the backlash. That other one was just complete nonsense stupid and that's jim's humor level like oh it's a whole wall of same her, her, her. <laughs> i don't even think it's that funny i just think it's so goofy i'm just like yeah you know what i appreciate it i appreciate a goof like that and that's the game's why got, you're you the game's got 400 billion copies of it out there you know what you get yourself 400 copies but that's why you're you jim <laughs> that's why i'm adorable that's why you hate on things that have some kind of quality or too much liking from other people but you love things like that why? I defend a lot of big things that are liked. <laughs> Not really. You defend you defend Sunset Overdrive. I defend the shit out of Fortnite. <laughs> everyone likes to everyone go oh, Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> but Jim, they know you're also the guy that's the same the people walls. who unironically, unironically say sports ball and think they're clever. Uh, it's it, it's the first time they heard it, so they think when they say it, it's the, they they think that other people are going to be impressed when they say it. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Fortnite's a fucking stupid kids game. It's, fuck, fuck you. <laughs> Let's put it this way, Jim. I even think I can appreciate what you're doing with River Raid because you're trying to get a different copy for every system you can find it for. I think it's completely stupid, but it makes more sense than if you were to have 400 copies of Atari River Raid. Yeah, that's true. I would say that too. So there you go. I'm I'm back you on that. Even though like how many of the games of that do you have where you don't even have the system? Um, only like two or three right now because I kind of gave up on doing that too. Because I think I think some random fucking microcomputer versions like stupid expensive, and I was like, yeah, I'm not gonna even for this goof. I'm not <laughs> stop half-assing your collecting, Jimmy. If you're gonna pick something, just finish it. Fuck. <laughs> Right, I barely finished myself off half the time, all right? Much less going for one of these other things. Damn it, Jim. Sad part is I can see you just going, ah, I'm done. Because, like, halfway through, it's like, ah, oh, shit, Flyers game is on. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, God, Pope. No, God, speaking of not being satisfied, watching that bullshit. Oh. Fucking shit dick franchise. Jim, it's rebuilding. <laughs> yeah, we've been we've been rebuilding for fifty fucking years. Trust the process, Jim. Play, I thought when, who needs those? I thought who needs Russians with skill? We <laughs> can just redo their Broad Street Bullies in twenty twenty. It'll always work. Come on, more grit for the bottom six. Invest in that. That's what works. Oh God, fucking! We should have just given Zach and Otto and Thompson Steedo extensions at this point. The team was better with them on it. Right. What the fuck we have on there now? Jim, don't worry. We're gonna get back to the Super Bowl this year with the Eagles. <laughs> At least we took a fucking actual weapon. Um, like, at least we did that. I was expecting another goddamn lineman. I wasn't... I didn't walk away with my head completely down from that draft. I'll say that. Yeah, I'm fine. What, it, it, it doesn't matter. We're not going to win for that. It doesn't matter. Stop having a defeatist attitude, Jim. I'm a realist. I've lived in this fucking city my entire life. I'm a broken, beaten man. There is no hope. There's only luck. All right, well, that... You know, speaking of being a beaten man, and Jim, I'm sure you have a big list here, but uh, you stole this from the Metal Jesus video, and it's games that took us forever to beat. Oh, well, you skipped the topic, but yeah, we'll go into that right now. But yeah, did we, I did oh, steal Oh, shit, I, I just noticed that. It's all right, we can we can come we'll, back. We'll, we'll, yeah, yeah. We'll circle back. So yeah, uh, I, saw, I saw the Metal Jesus video, and very simple topic, games that took us forever to beat. And I was like, yeah, that's a fun little quick little subject. So, <clears throat> well, yeah, what's a game that, like, just for whatever reason, you either played and then you put down and never went back to, and then you didn't beat until, like, 20 years later? Or you just realized that you were playing like a dummy? Mm. 
Mike, you got any? Let's see, Spawn on on SNES. Mm, that's uh, a tough ass game. That that game's absolutely brutal. Um, I didn't I didn't learn until like a couple of times after we had printed it that the more special moves you use, the more that clock dwindled down, mm-hmm. uh, and and that affected your ending. So it's like, oh great, you got cool special moves in here that there's no fucking reason for me to use them. So uh, between that and there's this there's uh, I can't remember the name of the boss, but it's like it's like this auto scrolling boss fight where this <clears throat> boss is just like throwing shit at you. Was like, it overkill? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and every time you try to get close to him, like he just hits you with shit, and you're back on the other side of the screen again. It's like it's like fighting a pro player using Guile in Street Fighter. Uh, he's just gonna keep booming you to death, and you can't get close to him. Um, between that one, um, Castlevania Three: Dracula's Curse, the hardest game I think I've ever beaten. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I technically still have one route to beat left on that one. I didn't finish Scythe's route. Um, but I have beat it with uh, Grant Nalicard. But yeah. I did not beat that one until I wrote a review for it in, like, I don't know, a couple years ago. But, man, like, I, I, I actually let out, like, a Brock Lesnar roar when I finally beat mm-hmm. it at, like, 2 in the morning. Yeah. Now, was it an actual manly roar, or was it an actual Brock Lesnar? <laughs> Damn it, Jim. The boy's voice does not fit his body. Um, I'm going right there with Mike. So for me, my my immediate go-to was as a kid, I could not beat any of the Castlevanias. Like I, for whatever reason, I love the games. I never owned them. I always rented them. So I was never beating them in a weekend or whatever. I ran them for. So when Jim and I started the page, I I know I beat them before we did our reviews, but I definitely, like, I decided, I was like, you know, I'm going to hunker down and actually beat it. And I even did a save state for Jim to try to see him try to beat just Dracula, which I don't even think you ended up doing. No, I did not. I mean, just that first Dracula. I mean, two was actually surprisingly easy. Like, especially the boss at the end where you spam the holy water. Like, thanks, thanks, nerd. But, um... You know, three, yeah, that one tested me. And I only went through it once. Same deal. I only did Alucard. But uh, yeah, those games, I was. it's the same deal. Like, when you get done them, you just sit back. You're like, fuck. It's not like uh, when I beat Ghosts and Goblins more recently. And then that whole bullshit of going through a second time. I just said, fuck it. I'm not doing that again. Like, I didn't, I didn't enjoy it the first time. And it ain't worth my anger through a second time. Um, Brian didn't actually beat that game. <laughs> I did. I just didn't do the second beating. <laughs> and what about you, Jambers? Um, I, it's one I brought up as like a game I was playing. We talked about it last year, quick. But Predator Two on the Genesis, like that was a game I played the fuck out of as a kid, and I could just not beat it for the goddamn life of me. And then one day last year, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna sit down and play it. It's been like 20 years since I touched it, and I beat it my first time going through. I was like, what the what, what what the fuck just changed? Like, I don't know if I was just in the zone or I was just less of a dummy. I don't know. But maybe I figured out I, I truly appreciated how good strafing is in, you know, games. But, yeah, that was just one of those ones that for the life of me I couldn't get through. And then I finally beat it. And I was like, ah, cool. Yeah. I, I've never played that one. And I've heard you talk about it. And I'm like. It's fun. It's a good run and gun. It's underappreciated. Yeah. No, I, 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 I rented that one a few times. It was, it was pretty awesome. That's what, that's yeah. what I need to buy. 
it's gory as shit too. Like when the fucking predator like blows you up with the uh, the tri beam kind of blaster, and like you just have eyeballs and limbs just like splatting out everywhere coming at you. Well, it's Jim, considering great. we're gonna have to do well, we're gonna be doing Alien trilogy. Um. I feel like we need to do an Alien vs. Predator month, Jim. And do a oh, whole bunch okay. of Alien and Predator games. Especially because right, it, it's one of... Uh, Alien vs. Predator is, to me, one of the best arcade games ever. Yeah, you know what? I never really played it. Oh, it's so fun. I know, it looks great, but I just never, like... I never saw it as a kid. Well, I never went to arcades. I wasn't allowed to leave the house. But... <laughs> <laughs> I wish that was a joke, but yeah, but I mean, I've never, I'm not a guy who fucks around with meme a lot and shit like that, so that's yeah, one I gotta go for. Yeah, yeah, so I'll force you to play good games, don't worry. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> well, nice. I was kind of seen that Capcom never brought that one to like any real digital storefronts, except for that stupid-ass arcade stick that they released. Oh, dude, yeah, yeah. well, th- that's one of those where I'm like, you have these companies like Limited Run. I'm like, come out with that. That's an arcade game everybody wants. Nobody. Right. Uh, we've asked for it long enough, but yeah. It seems like that'll be like the next like white whale for them, like what Scott Pilgrim was. Now it's like, all right, now let's go for Aliens vs Predator. Let's you know. Well, that's a company that fucks up too. So. <laughs> they have their issues. They have their issues. <laughs> All right, so speaking of companies that always fuck up, and since I did skip it unintentionally, uh. Jim's favorite bit here, Gamers Mad, and it, it's definitely been circulating, I saw it myself, but from our good old Kotaku, and their tweet, which is, sorry, your cis white woman protagonist isn't progressive, uh, which leads to an article by Ash Parrish, and yeah, this is probably one of the worst cases of whoever the editor is just putting in a title out there to purposely like mislead people and just fucking ruining the article it wrote like it, it's 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 not it's one of these situations that you go well fuck like who put that title there and you know what you were doing by putting that title there and then it's like everyone replying probably only read the title or it's like you only have two camps there it's like no one read the article it's like yeah like, I love people that are like, get over the title, just read the article. It's like, well, no, don't put a shitty title just because you're trying to get clickbait. And you're trying to get people to get worked up. But, I don't know. Mike, did you read that article? Yeah, when, when I read it, it's like, man, you put that headline up there just to piss off 4chan? Like, like I, I don't get why, why put that title there. And, and like when when actually read, when you actually read it, like she makes a, a lot of good points. And like the first character that actually came to my mind was Alloy in Horizon Zero Dawn, yes. uh, who's who's just. I mean, I, I I never finished the game because I just thought it was such a milk toast title. Like I mean, it's oh, it, there's it's, a hot take. It's it, it, it's well made. Like I like the way the game is made, but it was. It felt like everything that I'd ever played, and I never really went back to it. And like a part of the reason why is just, I mean, like I, the main character is not open world game. Like yeah. Alloy's just not interesting. She didn't uh, go for it, yeah. Uh, and 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 like I I, I forgot it was I think it was like a couple of weeks ago when um, uh, 
um, John Garvin was uh, complaining about the sales of Days Gone and about how people weren't drawn to the regular white guy protagonist, whatever his name was, like Judas Traveler. Uh, the, oh God, was that his name? I I, I can't. It's like John uh, Deacon or something. It's like, uh, uh, oh, fuck. What was it? Um, Dirk Hardpack. <laughs> Rick Hardmeat. Roll fizzle beef. <laughs> what side iron? Damn it. Brad doesn't get jokes. Brad has no culture. And and so it's it, it was and the, the the other thought that came to my mind is like Beyond Good and Evil Two can't come soon enough if that game even gets lifted off the ground uh, because that one had a pretty good protagonist and I, I kind of like that game. Um, uh, I don't know if it's still in development hell, um, but I, I just haven't heard anything about it. Yeah, like it, God, that that E three was like what two and a half, three years ago when it was first announced, at least. Uh, yeah, you had the cursing pig, you had the waifu, you had everything. Then nothing since. Damn it, Jim! <laughs> what? Uh, no, but he, he, so here's my thing. Uh, the only thing about the article I'm 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 looking at is I realize when I play games, I, uh, most of the times. And Jim's a guy who hates story. So if you have a story, he doesn't care who the fuck it is. It, he's not. He doesn't care either way. For me, I almost never care about the protagonist like the, as much as I probably should, unless I'm playing an RPG. In which case, then yeah, I'm just gonna create myself, and then like you are the protagonist in the theory. Like where I play Resident Evils, but I'm not like oh my god, I'm all obsessed with Jill, or I'm all obsessed with Chris, or I'm all like. I don't think that far. I'm just like, when I assume the role of the protagonist, I'm almost thinking like it's me playing them. Their model being there doesn't really reflect on me. And I know there's plenty of people that get really hardcore into the, the lore, the backstory, the character, like the whole bullshit with, um, uh, uh, oh my God, why is my, the last of us too. They're like, that character would never do something like that. I'm like, you're going too deep now. Like, yeah. you're worrying too much about a made-up character. I'm like, eh, let's not, like, act like this is, like, <laughs> you know, a super well-constructed, like, character development. I'm just saying, like... Oh, dude, could you have muscles in a post-apocalyptic world? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's mushrooms eating people, and that's what you're concerned about? But, like, and that's where, like, I almost go, I'm like... Uh, I, I've never honestly looked at, like... To me, it's like, is the game fun? Is it this or that? Like, I always think, like, you almost want your protagonist to be as generic as possible because you implant your own thoughts and feelings into it. Especially if it's ones like uh, Mass Effect and shit like that where you do, you have limited creation, but you're basically making the choices as the character. Yeah. You know, but if you're watching a pre-scripted game, like like Last of Us, like uh, all of the um, Uncharted games, then that's a different story. Then you might be a little bit more like, oh, okay, you're just watching the story of this protagonist. I don't know. Yeah, like, my take on, on games like those is, like, stories in them have more consequences for the characters in them rather than me playing it. Because I, I think the last time I was really invested in video game plots <clears throat> was, like, Xenosaga. And by the time I got to the third game in that stupid series... And, spoiler alert, <laughs> one of your characters is actually Jesus Christ in your party, and the robot girl that you're, like, traveling in, in, in the game with, Cosmos, is like Mary Magladin. And 
I, I got to of uh, Cosmos, and it's like, what the fuck is this? And then I checked out. And then, like, a couple of years later, I'm playing that 2009 Bionic Commando game, and the Ooh. big reveal is that your wife is your cyber arm. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. all right, you know what? Stories and games are dumb. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. And and like it's 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 funny because like at the height of Breath of the Wild being like released, there was that there was that craze where people wanted like Link to have like a selectable gender or something, and people were mad that they never implemented this in a Zelda game. Uh, and I wrote an article on WordPress called "The Idea of a Female Link Doesn't Make Any Sense Because It Changes No Bearing on How the Game Is Played." So I yeah. don't really understand why you would kind of. <clears throat> want this if it doesn't really reflect anything unless you just want some lesbian love fest between girl link and zelda to which i say that's what deviant art is for yeah no i i you know what you you hit on something sure. i was about to say like i look at that the same way i i i'm gonna keep pulling the resident evil especially because this thing you know the one mistake that the person who wrote the article made and obviously it was the it was the editor, I think, who made this fucking mistake. The, the thing with Dami Lady Mami. D being a protagonist, it's like, that's yeah. the bad guy. Like, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but I look at it like, if Jill, regardless of whether you pick Jill or Chris, I, I don't care who you pick. If you swap genders or whatever, it, as you just said with Link, that's not going to actually change anything in the universe. And, and the one thing about this article talks about, like, you know, being a cis whatever. I most video game characters, unless they aim the game to be sexual, you never even find out. Like when you play Metroid, if if, if Samus wasn't a girl, would it have made a difference? Like, would you have like? It's not going to play the game differently. You're not going to like all of a sudden do a cock shot to the Metroids. You know, <laughs> like you're not doing anything different. So. Why does it matter so much? Like, it, it, there's a different, I guess, appeal. And I guess everyone lo approaches games differently. And maybe they do care. But I always look at it like, unless it, like, systematically changes the idea of what the game represents and the gender makes a big difference and all these other factors, I'm like, you're just shooting aliens. Or, like you said, you're shooting mushroom people. Like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> what makes a difference? I want my girl Link to have a feminine penis. God damn it! <laughs> damn it, Tim. Put, a new, put a new spin on the hook shot, you fucking pigs. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, fuck, like to your point, Mike. It's like, was did the editor just go? Oh, I'm gonna piss off all four chan with this one. Like, he, he did everything in his power to like make it the most like rage-inducing without clicking and reading the article ever, because. You have that headline. You, they put Dami Mommy as, you know, one of the protagonists when she's a bad guy. It's written by a black woman. So it's like the whole thing where it's just like, oh, let's just dogpile without reading it. And the whole article is basically her just going, yeah, it's cool they put some women in the title, but, like, you know, don't let the companies jerk themselves off for how progressive they are. That was the point of the article. That's all it said. <laughs> it was like the most fair article you could ever see to come out of a headline like that. So, like, like way to BuzzFeed that one, Kotaku. <coughs> For real. Like, God, God, fuck. And, and then, like, you, you have all the people, like, you know, what they call legacy media who go, oh, you just don't, you know, respect, you know, classic stuff. And all the YouTubers want to take down, like, the, you know, the old school without impunity. It's like, motherfucker, you're doing it to yourselves. You don't even realize yeah, it. Kotaku is terrible with that shit. The I, I hate clickbaity shit to begin with, but this is, it's a different level. But I got, 
And, like, that, the only reason I went to it, and, like, I don't even know. Like, I'm surprised I even read the article because, like, in the comments section, it was all the, like, the typical, like, blue hair, you know, if you want to say, like, soy face guys. The ones who you just look at and go, ah, fuck. Like, this guy's <laughs> just going to be over the top with everything. But they're still just like, no, just read it. It's fair. And I'm like, all right, I'll see how fair this fucking is. And then I read I was like, oh, this is a fair article. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. <clears throat> I, yeah, I, I guess... Uh, maybe the the point I miss about the article is were these studios and games claiming to be progressive, or was it just it was... assumed that like 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 remember how much shit Battlefield caught for what was it Battlefield Battlefield Five yeah, yeah where they had the, and they're like making a big deal it's like well they were more pissed off like from the trailer that you have a someone from World War One with like almost a bionic arm doing crazy shit and they're all like. Battlefield dudes are super anal about legit, more actual warfare, historical ac- ac- accuracy and all that. But they made it like, oh, they're only mad because there's a woman on the cover. And it's like, well, they also made a big point about that. I remember Battlefield actually making the statement about it. Like, yeah, they like made... Sutherland came out and said that, like, people are uneducated. It's like, yeah. there you go. You've, you, you've completely buried your own lead. Yeah, like... Uh, it, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think, especially Resident Evil, or, or I don't know about these other games, I don't think they've ever come out and been like, look how progressive we are. We have a woman on the cover. Like, or... Uh, it's like, sometimes it's the games themselves. Sometimes it's just, like, the hype of the media around it going, look what we finally have. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's like that double-edged sword. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I think at the end of the day... You know, you're going to fight this person who was the editor was smart enough because it probably ended up getting more clicks by people just being pissed off trying to, like, bear down and say, yeah, this article was bullshit without reading it. But, uh, yeah, Kotaku, just do better. Stop being an asshole. Stop throwing out titles like that. Like, come on, you know what you're doing. Don't play dumb like you're shocked by the response. Yeah, and like it's the classic thing where it's like, oh, the fucking, because like the thing I like about gamers mad is seeing whether like I think the gamers are in the wrong or like the people doing the things in the wrong. Like the author of the article wasn't in the wrong, and a lot of the response on Twitter, like yeah, they just looked at the headline. But you see a headline like that, that's the response they're trying to fucking get. That's what, yeah. like even they're not in the wrong for something just so ridiculous. Like what? Why? So fucking like Kotaku's in the wrong. They're the ones who are in the wrong here. Yeah. Whoever Johnny Dickface editor is. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I, I do like the Gamers Mad, Jim. I always liked I always <laughs> like it. But this time, uh, people being outraged, uh, yeah, I could, I could say, you know, also don't take the time to bitch about things on Twitter. But then again, yeah, when the article is, has a title like that, you know what you were doing. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, like, we say it a lot, like, just try and read the article before you put your hot take, but if you want some easy cloud, it's an easy thing to build some cloud off of, so. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I, I think there was, I think, like, uh, I think it was a week ago, like, Bill, Bill Maher was going for, like, a piss gamers off thing when he tried to rag on Twitch. Uh, it's like... Oh, that was, yeah. That yeah. was another one that everyone had to have their take on. It's like, why are you all... No one fucking cares about Bill Maher. No. Wait, what, what, like, what was his take? Because I, I he, clearly missed it. 
he talks something about gaming and Twitch, and he's like, oh, I just don't get how someone can just sit there and watch someone play video games. Like, that old argument. The, the old, yeah. It's like, these and damn then, kids and, and their iPods. In the, <laughs> and then everyone in the world had to go, oh, what did Will Mar know about gaming? What did this old brother yeah. know about? What did insert team high take about him being out of touch? Blah, 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 blah. It's like, you, you fell for it. You fell for the bait. Yeah. Good job, guys. Yeah. Hmm. You give him clicks. He, 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 he did the same thing with, like, the Stan Lee comic. Like, or uh, the comment about growing up, like, a couple of years ago. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, see, Bill Maher is that type of asshole who's doing it. He's doing it for that purpose. Whereas, like, we covered before, like, the Joe Rogan comment, who he talks four hours at a time with guests, and he just threw out there, like, yeah, I think you could probably, like, do something better with your time than gaming. Because he was a gaming addict himself. And it was a throwaway comment, but people, like, blew it up. Like, Joe's against gamers. It's like... Nope, that's not what was said, but okay. Yeah, but then you have people no, like Bryce, a gaslighting Nazi stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Jim. That stoner in his basement's trying to fucking convert you <laughs> by supporting Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Bernie's a Nazi dad. Jim, he was part of the Yang Gang. What are you talking about? <laughs> hey, I want my 2000. I would have actually got my goddamn 2000 from him. <sighs> but, uh,. All right, so moving on to our final topic and uh, one of our reoccurring bits, and this was directly inspired by one of Mike's articles, which is linked below. Um, which is better, Streets of Rage 2 or Turtles in Time? Mike, I did read your article. I do know your opinion. I, of course, want you to elaborate, and there, ha there is no secret. Jim and I have said many times, Streets of Rage 2, probably both of us, it's our favorite beat em up but, uh, you know, thinking of these two side by side, you know, which one truly is better? And, uh, Mike, we'll let you start with the, uh, the opening argument, if you will. Yeah, like, I, I, I don't take anything away from Turtles in Time like, at all, but Streets of Rage 2, it's polished, like, it's, it's the, it, it's, it's like the perfect groundwork for how you want to make a, uh, brawler beat-em-up uh, it's satisfying from like gameplay level. The music is fantastic. I love the stages. Like it's one of those games that you can turn on and like never ever get bored with it. Um, and like the the, the way that stated in the article, like whenever you played like most beat em ups, like Rushing Beat, uh, I think probably Captain Commando is one of the only other ones off the top of my head that I can think of. You're usually given the choice of like three options. You have like average guy, fast girl. A uh, big, muscly power uh, a power guy that's going to pile drive you and power bomb everybody everywhere, um, and I like that with Streets of Rage. There's there's like there's like a balance on it that you can almost like build a fighting game uh, uh, off of it, uh, and the fact that it's like the standard to like make a game like Paprium off, which I mean, yeah, I like shat on that game, and then I played it, and it turns out it's like freaking awesome. Um, uh, I, I, I just feel like that Streets of Rage 2 has, like, more satisfying replay value. Turtles in Time is a great party game, uh, but it does get mash-heavy uh, at times. And, like, your vision can swim and you're just, like, wailing on foot soldiers. And it's like, oh, okay. And, like, by the time you get to, like, Starbase, you're almost kind of burned out uh, to, 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 to a degree. Um, and it's not a long game either. No, like it's, I mean, like neither of them are long games. Like, yeah. let me put it that way. But like, it like if like playing with a buddy, you can get through Turtles in Time in a half hour. Yeah, and, and like maybe Streets of Rage Four is like what thirty-one minutes, give or take. 
Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's probably a little longer. No, I think if you want to do like a start straight to finish in Streets of Rage 4, it's almost like an hour and a half. Yeah. Well, I, I so <clears throat> I think I, I, def, I do prefer Streets of Rage 2. I think your article points out you could, you, I mean, I think it, it is pretty obvious. The graphics would definitely go to Turtles in Time. The soundtrack, Streets of Rage 2 is probably the best, unless you argue with a Sonic game, it's going to be the best soundtrack. So it's really or tough. Or some JRPG. No, nerds, yeah, just know. throw we those know. out. Oh, fuck them. No. Ricky <laughs> Street. <laughs> no, it's, it's really Streets of Rage 2 or a Sonic game that's going to have the best soundtrack. But, like, Turtles in Time, it is really, really well done. And I guess, debatably, I don't think it's that controversial. I think it's easy to say Turtles in Time is probably the best Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. Um, I would say there might be a little bit more fun to be had with a multiplayer when you're doing Turtles in Time because it is so chaotic. Um, and and it is it is so fast getting through it that, like, it doesn't wear you down at all. Like, you don't have, like, you're not, there's, there, you're not, like, when you're at the end of Streets of Rage 2, even though it's fun as hell, you're at the end, you're like, holy fuck, that <laughs> elevator level, like, that industrial, like, there are certain ones that just, they wear you down. But like I said, like you said, it's a much more polished game. Um, I feel like the only thing, the question would be, what would Turtles in Time had to have done to be able to say it would have been better? Because it, it beats its own graphics. The soundtrack's the only area I think you're never going to really beat Tree Trage to. So from a gameplay, would it have been adding more levels? Would it have been like maybe not as many just foot soldiers? varying the turtles between themselves a little bit more i think if there were something like maybe some like rooftop levels where there's like pitfalls that you can avoid like a, a couple more like stage hazards um uh and that, that was those that that kind of the like because <clears throat> turtles in time is kind of like a port of like a coin not beat them up i guess you don't want to throw too much of that substance into it yeah, uh sure. because you just want to like pop your quarters in and just like keep playing um Maybe between that and probably a little more variation amongst the turtles, because uh, I, I believe in like the Manhattan Project, they all had like moves unique to themselves. Uh, I think, with the exception of like a like slide kick that I think Raphael can do, I don't think Turtles in Time has that. And other than some reach and mild damage output from each of them, uh, they all kind of for the most part play the same. So. Yeah. I think that maybe I think that maybe with like a slightly varied move set or uh, some like uh, uh, maybe a little more creative boss fights because I think until you get to like Krang uh, on the uh, star base like the, the the boss fights aren't really demanding like you know that like Leatherface is gonna like uh, get down on all fours and try to rush you so if you just jump out of the way yeah yeah I mean I would say the other thing that there, there is something so satisfying about throwing the enemy towards a camera it's such a gimmick but there is something like you enjoy it way more than you should every time and and like I said the the different stages of like the thing the uh, when you're on the boards or whatever the hell it is I always forget what they're the hover things yeah. um, you know they, like I said they have a little bit more interesting levels because ultimately Streets of Rage 2 is just just keep going through, beat everyone up. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, Turtles in Time, I think it, it's almost like I would almost call that game underrated because I feel like it is so overshadowed 
by Streets of Rage 2. No, it really isn't, though. Every once in a while, I like to put out an easy, like, little baity Twitter thing. To be like, oh, which is better, Streets of Rage 2 or Turtles in Time? Turtles in Time almost wins every time. Yeah, I, I, I think it is more popular amongst uh, uh, people. I, I don't know how much Turtles has to do with that, but it, it, it is, like, an uber-popular game. Like, yeah. yeah. It's probably the accessibility, like 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 we're saying, though. I, I, I would choose this as a funner multiplayer experience, but... I know Street Rage 2 is a better game, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Could you no, that does make sense. Could, could you do Turtles in Time with, like, four-player multi-tap? I, I didn't know hmm. if that was a thing. I don't I think you don't, can. No, let's look at it. I think that was a missed opportunity. I, I think the only thing that, like, I think is really missing from Turtles in Time, well, besides how samey, like, the enemies and the, all the turtles are, it's kind of like the sound effects, because, like, in Streets of Rage 2, like, when you just even punch a guy, you get that... Bam, bam, bam! Like every single time, like you feel that crunch, like every time you hit someone. Yeah. Where with like Turtles in Time, it's almost just like a, like it's almost like the sound effects are like kind of weirdly weak in it. Like you don't get that like thump of like actually kicking ass in it. You mean the impact sounds more? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I mean, like I said, <laughs> there's nothing you like, could have done. Both are great. Like you're not yeah. gonna go wrong either way. But no, Streets of Rage is better. Yeah, Streets of Rage, like I said, the soundtrack, there's not many games that can really touch that, especially from that generation. Um, yeah, Control, you could go back and forth on. Yeah. Gameplay, once again, you can go back and forth on. But at the end of the day, like I said, I do think Streets of Rage 2 is a better game. But like I said, it doesn't take anything away from Turtles in Time. Yeah, so I saw your article. I was like, yeah, we have to throw it out there. I, even though I knew we would all think the same thing, I, I figured I'd also try and throw a little devil's advocate your way. Because yeah. we're all right. <laughs> like, I, Jim, I, I, I thought if I was going to do, like, Final Fight, but, like, even even the best Final Fight can't really touch nah, that. Final Fight, nah, Final Fight was, like, it was awesome, and there, there was some good things about it. But it's when you all of a sudden stack it side by side to Street Rage 2, you're like... It's not that good. Well, yeah, I mean, like, Final Fight was, like, that huge jump from, like, Double Dragon to Final Fight. Exactly. For, like, what a beat-em-up yeah. could be. Yeah. But then and you wouldn't have Streets of Rage without Final Fight, but Streets of Rage 2 is better than any Final Fight, so. Yeah. 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 Which, yeah, Streets of Rage 2 should be thanking Final Fight, but it doesn't compare. <laughs> right. Someone's got to fall on the sword. Exactly. Exactly. Poor Kung Fu. <laughs> All right, so, Mike... How did that Mike's Harder Lemonade treat you? I'm mildly buzzed, actually. <laughs> nice. Good. Uh, That's the deal. <laughs> I, I think I still have about a little less than half a can left. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I, I turn I, I turn out to be a bit of a lightweight. Uh, it, it doesn't take long for alcohol to start. Your break. shoulders are four feet wide, and you drink half of that goddamn thing. <laughs> It's it's weird. Like I, like I, the first time I've ever gotten like drunk, I did nothing but giggle for like an hour straight at it. <laughs> You're a happy uh, drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so wait, that can I see it as purple? Is it still just regular lemonade, or is it like a? Uh, it's 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 got a hint oh, of like a black cherry. Oh, black cherry. Okay, that's what yeah. I was gonna say. I said the can design looked a little different. Okay. Yeah, it, it it still has a hint of lemony in it, but it's also got that berry taste to it. Yeah. So so would you uh, would you recommend it in the future? Oh uh, yeah, totally. It's it, it's got a really nice casual taste to it. 
the punch from harder to like Mike to from like regular hard, uh, it's it's noticeable. Yeah, eight percent. Oh. That's 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 a hefty that's a hefty dose right there. Yeah, I, I in hindsight, I actually don't know what I was thinking. Graphic this. <laughs> You're getting in the mood for a good night of podcast, and that's what you were doing. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Like I'm just gonna drink something to loosen up the nerves, and now here it is. I kind of feel like I'm halfway on fire. <laughs> so you would not use Jim's favorite adjective. You would not say it's refreshing. <laughs> I am a walking thesaurus. I'll have you know. Jim's the thesaurus. That's pretty good. It's, it's refreshing. Good. It's pretty good. It gets the job done. Or it's not that good. Yeah. <laughs> Jim, what? Uh, did you just stick with the Sasquatch, or did you move on? Nah, I just moved on to more of what I had in my uh, the old beer fridge. So went to one of my two roads holiday ales that I had left over from old Christmas time. And you know what? Like, the more I drink these, the more I'm just like, damn, this is a goddamn good Christmas beer. Like, the malt and the caramel just plays together, like, so well. It's got, like, a really good balance to it. So if you just want, like, if you don't want, like, that cherry explosion of, like, a Mad Elf or something like that, this is, if you see this around the holidays, this is a damn good one to go for. So what's so what's more of the dominant flavor with that one? It's, it's definitely more the malt, but you get that, like, caramel, caramel, like, not so much even aftertaste. It's just kind of there. <clears throat> nice. But, like, it never gets overpowering, but, like, you still get the sweetness from it, but it really smooths out the overall, like, malt experience. So, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, Lime Saber, if you really want a craft experience for, like, a Bud Light Lime, I guess go to this. Otherwise, you probably avoid it. And the Corona Light, you know what? It shocked me. I was expecting complete trash. And I'm not saying it's good, but it is, it was as average as average gets. So it actually surprised me. I was like expecting it to taste terrible. And maybe because I still had the lime in my mouth from the previous, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. So you know what? Like that, uh, that surprised me. I haven't had a Corona Light in many years. Brian, do you think having the lime in the first beer prepared you to mix well with the Corona Light after because of the lime? You mean like I just fucking said? God damn it, Jim. I said it better. <laughs> no. You said like a guy who would collect 400 copies of Mario and Duck Hunt. Look, he is a delightful fellow. <laughs> uh, so he's Chris. Nice guy. No, he's not. <laughs> so with that, Mike, once again, uh, before we head out, please plug away. Where can everyone find you? And, of course, we do have your links below, but where, where can everyone get you? You can find me at... On Twitter at Colonel Fancy, um, I've got a deviant art under the same name. I have oh Christ, thing in a while. Shit, right? <laughs> it's just you banging Lady D. We know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> My self-insertion story, <laughs> pun intended. <laughs> Look, we've all been there. What? Yeah, hell, I, I used to draw Felicia artwork from Darkstalkers back in middle school. So, <laughs> Lady oh, Domitrice, who's Hi, no one will judge you there. Well, who didn't <laughs> do that? I mean, come on. Don't talk crazy. <laughs> uh, I'm, uh, God, where the hell else am I? Um, I'm on G- Game Fix. Uh, I write on Game Fix. Uh, we do a live Facebook uh, uh, show every sun it's 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 it was on mondays it's moved to sunday nights now uh, you can find that on facebook the live show can be downloaded for free at the various websites uh and i i think i'm on instagram but i barely use it 
at 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 the Colonel Fancy. Um, and that is about all of my links. That's all I've got to show. Awesome. Well, once again, we really appreciate you coming on, Mike. Um, with that, everyone, we want to say have a good night. If you haven't already, please make sure you hit subscribe, hit the notification bell, because sometimes we don't always pop up on people's feeds. And if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, please leave us a rating. We prefer five stars. You can bash us in the comments. We'll always read them and respond. So with that, we want to say have a good night and cheers. Cheers, everyone. Adios.